Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate, complete adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. We are joined by Tanager. Tanager, good fellow, everyone. Level two trickster cleric. Level three Echo Knight. There's more of me. More of the beautiful satyr form that covered in chestnut hair and silks. But today, it is a black turtleneck that adorns the upper half of his body with many gold chains. Ooh, beautiful. Raincloud. Greetings, I'm Raincloud Moonglow, a level five swashbuckling rogue. Today I am still bedecked out in my semi-stolen Paul McCartney, <laughs> Sergeant Pepper's style blue kind of sparkly military garb. Um, I'm a six foot nine snow leopard tabaxi gentleman, and I'm pleased to meet you. And Mooses. Hello, I am Mooses Molenin. I am a level five fighter. I am a human. I am about six foot four inches, 190 pounds, and I have gray hair and a bushy beard and leather armor with the sigil of the goddess Frigga burned into the armor. Oh, you are all on your way to a tourist destination, the town of Para. It is the year 49593, but you knew that already. You have come here after an exciting adventure with your fellow fire-breathing kittens. As the train slows down and approaches its stop, what adventure did you just get back from, and what conversation are you all having? Well, I, I can't believe that that rust monster just rolled over so easily for us. That was remarkable. Yes. In my experience, rust monsters are much more difficult to take down. Who would have known that all you had to do was give it a little tickle under the chin and it would relax? Well, you'd be surprised how many things respond in that way. It was good thinking, Tanager, to tickle it, yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. I mean, maybe, maybe you should try other tactics first in the future. You pretty nearly got your whole head bitten off. But look, look, I'm not complaining. Tanager sips from his martini, looks at them and pauses for a moment and says... I simply will not. <laughs> Where do you keep on finding those martinis? I, is there a bar here? I, would they just seem to appear in your hand? Well, you know, I... In my younger days, I was a cleric. You know, God respects the journey. He sips his martini. <laughs> That's a kind of God I can get behind. Mm, yes. What better prophetizer could there be than a nice cold martini on a cold winter? Is it winter? I don't know. I'm so gosh darn drunk, guys. It's March. <laughs> yes. I love a hot martini Late on a cold winter. day. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can someone heat up my martini, please? <laughs> Goodness, where are we? Uh, uh, Tanninger looks out the window. The train pulls into a station, and you arrive at the town of Para. Yes, that was a great adventure and a fun way to earn 300 gold. Everyone, please add 300 gold to your character sheets. Wow. You all stand on the train disembarkment platform, looking around at the extravagant station. This is your first time here. Everyone, please roll a perception check. 
Nine. Perception, perception, perception. 21. Uh, That will be a 13. There's a lot of people around. Colors, noises, and sounds. And mooses, you're just overwhelmed by it all. But Tanager and Raincloud, amidst the overwhelming mental stimuli of the colorful and elaborate decorations, your mind focuses upon the welcoming tourist reception kiosk. I'm starving. Would anyone like to go find something to eat? We have all this coin. I could go for like a, I don't know, like a meat sandwich, I guess. I'd like, we should go for something fancy. The colors. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh, no. oh my god. My darling boy. Tanager takes him in his arms and leads them over to the... I've never seen so many colors. I know, okay. there's a lot of colors. <laughs> How about just some fries and some chicken nuggets for you, my boy? I think that might be all you could handle. Ooh, I could go for some chicken. Chartreuse. <laughs> Chartreuse. Let's work our way up towards the likes of Chartreuse. We need, to, we need to keep him away from my closet. His mind will snap. <laughs> do, you think, uh, do you think by simply what we're wearing that we're kind of blowing his mind a little bit this whole time? Well, thank, thank the gods I wore black today. Uh, I, I would like to mo- get us over to the tourist kiosk so we can perhaps gain some information while taking care of our friend here. An elf is standing inside an information kiosk for tourists. It's very crowded. Now that you're all here, perception check again. Hmm. That's a not 20, so 27 for Raincloud. Ooh, 19. Ooh. Yeah, I did not get in at 20. <laughs> <laughs> Below 10 for me on this one. Oh, okay. Tanager, you see the information kiosk for tourists is labeled Para Tourism Kiosk is sponsored by Fessenden Hot Spring Resort. The other two also see that. Mooses, you see in addition, there is a rack holding brochures and another rack labeled Geomaras with pink flowers for sale. One gold per flower. Raincloud, you see all of that and also a big prominent sign that says Open House, Saturday, 519 Xupo Lane, Free Cookies, and a second similar sign that says Daily Chapel Service, Open to All, 10 a.m. to noon and 2 p.m. to 4, etc. Every other two hours. What was the very first thing that you said? The information kiosk for tourists is labeled Para Tourism Kiosk is sponsored by Fessenden Hot Spring Resort. Okay. I like the sound of a hot spring resort, gentlemen. I don't know about you. Oh, and there's more. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) A group of tourists holding pamphlets walks away from the popular tourism kiosk and room opens up for you to step forward. Um, is it, uh, this elf, um, yeah, excuse me, could you tell me a little about this, uh, hot spring, as I kind of look to the, look to my companions for, you know, are you guys up for this? Tantra looks at his outfit and is like, well, I mean, I'm not dressed for it, but I suppose we can stop at a tailor along the way. Ooh, do a history check. <laughs> Tanager. <laughs> or a religion check. Uh, oof, uh... Let's see if Tanager is that kind of cleric. I suspect this might be one of those uh, continental hot springs. <laughs> oh, 
You, history. I can make a history? Yeah. Ooh, that's... Okay. He knows a little bit about something. That is a 18. With an 18, you know the history of the onsen, a hot spring where clothing is not required. So you're always dressed. Tanjiro takes this into account, but there's a moment in which he has to enter the building before... He reveals his form. <laughs> and that outfit is almost more critical than the actual nakedness mm-hmm. of it all. Hmm. Well, Tanger uh, gives a thumbs up to his friends and ponders how quickly he can put an outfit together. <laughs> Raincloud, you mentioned wanting to know more about the elf? Um, yeah. As you look at him inquisitively, in a bored voice, he says to you, Tourists, would you like a pamphlet? He points to a rack of pamphlets for the spa, then returns to writing something in a notebook. You catch a glimpse of poetry and the name Jane. Okay. Does Tanager notice this at all? Raincloud notices this because of the high perception. If only I had cat eyes. <laughs> um, oh, I see you're something of a poet. I'll say to him. Do a persuasion check. Let's see how well this comes sure. across. Okay, well, that's a nine on the dice, and I have a plus uh, six. Yeah, so 15. Yeah, a 15's pretty good. Instead of being shy and hiding his notebook, he looks at you in your eye and says, Yes, I am a poet. And what, what, what genres do you dabble in? Love, poetry, sonnets, uh, what kind of thing? He's going to share a poem with you because you rolled that high. <laughs> This is, this is Hans. He is kind of like, he looks a little bit emo, but he's a blonde elf. And he says, Jane, it was supposed to be true love. Eyes, faces turned to heaven. Was there no trust? We had a love so pure, but our kiss was just a fever dream. Forever meant only a flash and always meant only a moment. Our soul is no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there, 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 dear boy. Oh, no. Mooses. Well, I thought it was marvelous. Oh, it was beautiful. Yes, indeed. Tanager is analyzing what happened and how to fix this. <laughs> he is looking at this poem like a puzzle. And who is this Jane, if you don't mind me asking? Just a girl. Indeed, indeed. No, not just a girl. (laughs) The girl. Devon for you. Yes, and you are just a boy. You must find this Jane. You must be with her. (laughs) You will never be happy without her. (laughs) Well, okay. I can't leave my post. I'm at work at this information kiosk. I just don't have enough time to devote to my poetry. And Moses to- grabs him by the head. Jane. <laughs> and like puts his face right up to Moses's face. He says, you don't understand. This is important. This is your for your life. Your love. Oh, no. Tanager is just quietly being like, no, don't do this. No, don't touch him. (laughs) Okay, I I release him. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Do a persuasion check. Let's see how that goes. Hmm. There's an eight. Okay, not well. It does not go well. Um, 
<laughs> oh no. He looks offended <laughs> and he his eyes open wide and he gets his, you know, angry eyebrows and he's like, How dare you touch me? Who are you? I am Hans Fessendens. He's very upset at you. Uh, Tanager would like to be like, Hans, take this energy. We will cover the rest of your shift. Go to her. Tell her what she means to you without written down words. This is what you want to express to her. Don't let it be filtered through page. We can hand out pamphlets, right, boys? Of course. (laughs) Yes, I will hand out the pamphlets. I might even add a little of my my, uh, tabaxi panache to the whole operation. If only you hadn't rolled an eight. But rather than going along with your suggestion, he... Again, he's offended. He wants to know, like, your name. Okay. I Tanager doesn't like to do this. Oh, well, okay, wait. What does he say before Tanager gets magic involved? Okay. Well, he <laughs> points his finger at Mooses and says, You cannot touch Hans Fessendens. And he says, What is your name? Where do you live? You will pay for this assault. Okay. Yes, no. Tanager's going to get mag- <laughs> magic involved. <laughs> Uh, so he would like to cast, I believe I can do command. (laughs) Okay. Oh, no, that's... (sighs) No, charm person. I'm gonna go with charm person. Okay, go ahead and read the spell. Okay. But a moment. Wisdom saving throw. And my DC is, I believe... Fourteen. Sounds about right. He failed his wisdom saving throw. Can you read the spell? Charm person. You attempt to charm a humanoid you can see within range. Makes its throw. We weren't counting as fighting it yet, correct? No. No. Well, okay. Good. Despite Moose's best attempt, that was just a... <laughs> <laughs> it is charmed by me until the end of the spell, which lasts for an hour... And it regards me as a friendly acquaintance. Okay. And when it ends, it knows it's charmed by us. Okay, and what's the duration? Uh, one hour. Assuming I don't get punched. Alright, so his demeanor entirely changes. He had been like, I want your name, I want your boss's name. You know, he'd been like very caring <laughs> at you. But instead he goes, oh, the hot spring resort is pretty nice there's a part of the spot and he just like keeps talking and if you guys want some information about the hot spring he just he thinks you're his friends and <laughs> he'll tell you all of that. i look back after i do this and i'm like i truly abhor using mind controlling magic but this man was making a scene <laughs> right like i think so okay cool I've I've never seen such a, a visceral reaction to someone being told to go to the person that they're meant to be with. I love <laughs> I, I love having my face grab. Moose, grab my face right now. Okay. <laughs> I grab your face. Ah, I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So he's a friendly acquaintance. The question is, even though he was kind of a bitter boy, do he's a friendly acquaintance to us now. Right. Do we want to suggest that he goes to his love and, like, we resolve that thing, or... Yes, it is important that he okay. finds his love. Yes. All right. Uh, now that you're his friend, he confesses she's dating someone else. 
Oh. <laughs> okay, well, as, as of one friend to another, you absolutely have to move on. You can hold this romance in your heart, but, like, you cannot make this your, like, one quality. Where, like, you're at, you're at work right now, dude, and you're writing some guy's girlfriend's name. Like, you're better than this, Hans. Come on. Aww. Oh, he starts crying, and he's like, yeah, I need to Aww. go. I need to go to the spa and soak in the green tea soak, and that will definitely, like, help clear out this this bitter thoughts that I have. Okay. He's, he's really opening up to you, because you're his friend, and... Okay, Hans, as your friend, I need to let you know, I did have to cast a spell on you for this. <laughs> when you when this ends, you're going to be super mad at me, but think about what we're <laughs> saying right now, okay? We're, we're looking out for your best interest, and sometimes... Oh, no, you're my, you're my friend, of course, like, ah, uh, uh, what's your name? <laughs> uh, Marvin Funk. Marvin Funk, like, gosh, how could I ever hate you? Marvin Funk, you're my friend. And he's, like, crying and blubbering. And he's like, oh, I've got to go to the green tea spot or maybe the, the basin of coffee. Just oh, soak this out. <laughs> yes, we will definitely be there when you get off your shift. Uh, we have to go. We're going to go get it warmed up for you. We're going to get so much soak. Now, look at my guys. Like, we have to get out of here now. <laughs> as we're getting out of there, I'm like, Tanager, we don't know each other too well, but you do strike me as the type of gentleman who would write extensive love poetry to other people's girlfriends. Mistake, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. I don't mean to write poetry because I just make them mine. Oh, okay, yes, yes. It's not that hard to impress someone. And also, why not just get the boyfriend involved? I don't understand. Well, that's an idea, too. <laughs> Why not get the... It takes more than two ingredients to make a soup. Indeed. You know, these elves, these elves are awfully uptight. You know, you know how they can be. Well, you'd live for a thousand years. What are you supposed to do? Anyway, we, the, this, this spell's ending, guys. Like, I mean, we, we've got an hour. We could f*** with them for a while. I mean, let's have some fun with it. <laughs> I, I would like to buy a flower. Oh, <laughs> okay. You make your way to the rack with the pink flowers and there's a group of people there they're standing between you and the rack and they're talking to one another excitedly they exclaim to their friend this is it the spa with the pink fairies they pick up a flower and take it to hans hans he's not charmed by them he's only charmed by you so he goes back to his bored voice like emo teenager voice and he's like yes and this is the only place in guasso you can see the pink fairies they're called oriades you can see them close up at my parents spa the fessenden accepting their one gold they take the flower and they walk off and now mooses you can buy a flower if you'd like i would like to buy this flower <laughs> you buy the flower but he doesn't charge you oh Many thanks to you. <laughs> I put the flower, like, in my hair behind my ear. <laughs> nice. It looks very dashing. <laughs> mm. Marvin, he's just so charmed by you. He says, what brings you here, Marvin? What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a CPA. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I mainly manage finances. I have a... <laughs> I have a wife and three kids. You know, I just uh, came out to relax. All right. Uh, he 
is suggests hanging out with you later he's like you know i get yes, off work at old, like well yeah well i need to know exactly what time you're gonna be <laughs> off work <laughs> I, I get off work at 11 p.m and then i'm free if you want to like hang out do you want to get a drink together Yes, uh, after 11 p.m., I will definitely be in one of the two locations you meant, mentioned. The Green Tea Springs or, what was it, the Java Hut? <laughs> oh, the resort will be closed by 11. Ah, interesting. Well, then, I guess you'll just have to go, uh, we'll meet up here. <laughs> Hang out here when you get off work, and if that's, if you want to find me, I'll be here. <laughs> He looks excited to see you then. Yes. I again look to my compatriots. Guys, we should really go check out that resort. <laughs> I'm feeling a little stressed right now. <laughs> I'm just going to set this entire page aside over there. <laughs> okay. All right. You guys control the story. So. Uh, wait, right. wait, wait, wait. One moment before we leave. Um, uh, can I roll? To, do I know anything about these, these pink fairies? Sure. Go ahead and roll. Okay. That is, what, what am I rolling? Your choice. Nature. Nature, religion, history. You'll learn a different type of information depending on what information gathering oh. skill you use. Oh, that's clever. Um, well, I've got a 17 in all of those, so I'm going to say nature. Nature. You will learn about the Oreades. They are tiny pink winged fairies of nature. They only come to Para, and they're extremely rare in the rest of Quasso. So this is kind of like the unicorn, where you're not going to see it anywhere else. Cool. Yep. And these are these are on on display at the spa. That is what it seemed like. You remember okay. the person exclaiming to their friend, "This is it, the spa with the pink fairies." Okay. Cool. What did you roll before? Me. For, yeah. I uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Hmm. No, I mean, what what skill did you use? Oh, I use nature. Nature, okay. So, like, if I rolled, like, an insight, I would get a different piece of information about the fairies? Insight is used to judge people's facial expressions. Like, think autism, the skill that uh -huh. is lacking sometimes, where you're like, what face are they making? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, sorry, I misunderstood. I thought you were saying, like, I could roll anything and it would do it. Like, okay. medicine, you can right. roll uh, nature, history, arcana, yeah. any of the information gathering. Yeah. I'll do history. Okay. Uh, six. Okay, right, just a little tidbit. You know that this town of Para is only recently famous for their fairies in the past 20 years. Okay. Well, yes. Dope. That being said, Hans mentioned that this is his parents' resort, so they must be some sort of powerful figure, and he seems a bit volatile without <laughs> magic. And uh, this spell ends in about 30 minutes, and I'm really banking on him finishing his shift or not. So if we want to go investigate this uh, uh, resort, maybe we uh, hot-step it the heck out of here? Yes, we will hot-step it. <laughs> Let's hot-step it to the hot springs. Ah, uh -huh, yes. Because they do sound very fun. And oh my... Oh no. Hans thinks Tanager is Marvin Funk. Yes. That, but that is my alias, and I wasn't yes. in costume. So if I am to be tan... It, How different do you look naked? Well, roughly exactly like this, but without a turtleneck. Mm. <laughs> I just... Oh, gosh, I don't want to be Marvin in the hot springs. 
I, from what I know about Marvin, he could really use a, a schwitz. <laughs> Relax himself. Okay. Tanja will think over exactly who he's going to be in the hot springs and sort of tail behind you two looking back over his shoulder for an angry teenager. <laughs> I assume right. he's a teenager. But like an elf, so like, what, 200? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mooses, have you ever been to a hot spring before? I have been in natural hot springs in my hometown of Nelim. I have never been to a place with the hot springs like this. It's very beautiful. Mm. I am looking forward to the relaxation. Yes, I'm just I'm just a little concerned. I find it sometimes difficult to relax when I'm near bodies of water. Um, certainly it's <laughs> impossible when I'm within a body of water. So I, I might just, if there's like a, a viewing gallery or a, you know, a steam room or something, maybe that'll be more my... Because my you case. are a... I mean, it's a little reductive, but yes, a lot of my people aren't so comfortable in water. Um, but not all, not all. It's, you know, I, 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 there was an incident in my, in my childhood, which I'd rather not get into. Oh, mm. God. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure they have massages, my friend. Now that I could use. <laughs> hey, Tanager. Yes? You walked away a little bit, right? Yes. Turn around and look over your shoulder. I, 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 I said I was looking. Yes, I look over my shoulder. Okay, like four inches away from you, Hans, <laughs> standing right there. And he's like, where are we going? <laughs> Hans, I'm going to explain this to you one more time. You're going to be super mad at me in about 45 minutes. And you have to say right now. That you won't hit me. Of course I would never hit you. Uh, he's totally charmed, and he's, <laughs> yes. he loves you right now. Uh, he's going to be like, why? What did you, did you do something? Did you? I, 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 as I explained, I cast a spell on you because you were making a scene. Oh. So come on. Wait, you cast a spell? You know, That's crazy. You have magic? Uh, uh, Marvin Funk knows one spell. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know what, Hans? Why don't we just go hang out in the resort and enjoy the next 45 minutes before whatever happens, happens. Uh, okay, he's going to tag along, and he's going to ask Mooses and Drain Cloud. So why are you all here? What do you do for a living? Uh, uh, just giant bug eyes from Tanager, as he's just like, guys. I'm a PC, PCT. I am a... I am a CP. I am also, I am like Marvin. <laughs> okay, all right, I give up. He goes back to his tourist kiosk and he staffs it. You guys miss out on his quest. Okay. Well, come oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I tried. All right. Um, you arrive at the Fessenden Hot Spring Resort. The Fessenden Hot Spring Resort looks like a large beige hotel with a red terracotta roof with ornate landscaping surrounded by lush green mountaintops. There is a big turnaround in the front, designed to allow even the most luxurious stretch carriages to fit between the ornamental garden beds. Perception check? Well, I'm rolling really well now, which means if we get into a <laughs> combat, I am screwed. Uh, 21 again. 17. 
Uh, that's a 12 on the dice, and my perception is 2, so 14. Okay, Tanager, you're looking over your shoulder. Marvin Funk is very nervous about Hans Fessenden. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the only one who does not see. In the ornamental garden bed, a sign, a big prominent sign that says, Open House, Saturday, 519 Casupo Lane, Free Cookies. A second sign says, Chapel service open to all, every day, 10 a.m. to noon, 2 p.m. to 4, etc., etc. So you step inside. Some of you haven't seen some things, and some of you not. The Fessenden Hot Spring Resort. The front lobby is a large, empty room. There are a few statues of pink fairies children are climbing on. Two people are sticking their heads through a picture wall painted with fairy bodies with a cutout where the face would be. A man is sticking his face through to make it look like he's the fairy, much to a woman's delight. There are doors at the other end of this lobby. <laughs> that man looks like a fairy. <laughs> oh, that is that is that is delightful. <laughs> That's not his body. <laughs> I want to look like a fairy. Yes, get get in line. Okay, I I, I, I would like to see that. I stick my face through the thing. If, it's if only we had some means of recording this wonderful image. <laughs> but uh, alas, we just have to look at it and enjoy it in the moment. Remember this moment, friends. It is hilarious. <laughs> How could I forget this? Look, look at your big, your big white-haired head and that little pink fairy body. Fantastic. I have wings and yes. I'm wearing a pink tutu. Oh. <laughs> The next time Tanninger succeeds on a death saving throw, this is the image that brings him closer to life. <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, I could use a sh uh, schwitz. Let's uh, get in line. Or go get a... How, how do we book things here? Usually I just walk into places. There were doors at the other end of the lobby. Ah, yes, a door. I walk through the door. <laughs> I follow. Yep. You are now walking through a gift shop. Fairy plushies, fairy coffee mugs, teacups, wine glasses, sunglasses. There's even a pair of fairy-themed wedding bands, labeled for 100 gold. You're surrounded by merchandise. At the end of the aisle of merchandise, you see another large lobby area with a ticket counter. Tanager, tell me something. You seem to know a little about the fairy folk. I mean, are they usually this tacky? This feels like a real cash grab. Well, see, that is not a failing of the fairy folk. That is failing on humanity. And, you know, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. You don't have so, to tell me that. <laughs> uh, and then Tanager sees the wedding bands and just gets a thousand yard stare. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, easy, boy, easy. Come on, come on. Let's let's get you away from that. I just, I, I can't. Where, weren't? Isn't there supposed to be a spa somewhere? Yes, yes. Let's get away from the scary rings of doom and and get you all covered in sweat. Come on. But I do. Can I get a T-shirt with the fairy on it? And maybe these wacky sunglasses. Look, up I'm not convinced that the fairies are getting to wet their beak on this one. If I mean, is this is this in any way ethical? Excuse me. Um, um, who's, is there someone in charge I can talk to? 
Yes. Uh, could Tanager before that make an Arcana check? He's not super great at it, but yes. yeah, he has no skill. But it's just sort of him being like, when when Raincloud said uh, he's not sure if the fairies are wetting their beaks on this one, Tanager's like, well, no, fairies always wet their beaks. Like, they're devious. Uh, that is a natural 14. To do what? To find out? Uh, just an arcana, like, could a resort easily manipulate fairies? Like, does that seem like a thing a fairies would fall for with a 14 arcana? I believe there's a, the player's handbook has that as an example of the type of role that you might, like, go for arcana. Yeah, you know that there are things that can attract fairies, or that are rumored to attract fairies. Hmm. Oh. There are also people who, for various reasons, might capitalistically, you know, design a spa and then be like, hey, let's attract some fairies to it and get some additional tourism going. And they could theoretically use these known magical actions and behaviors and physical situations, runes, etc., physical arrangements of things, they might be motivated to do those things to get fairies to a place. And it could work. You're a kind of, you, you know it's possible. You don't know what they are, because you didn't, you rolled a 14? 14, yeah, it didn't even break yeah. a 15. Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't know what they are, but you know they exist, and people could use them for various, you know, motivation reasons. Uh, the idea that fairies being these wild free entities that just like truly just want to have a good time if a capitalistic resort is manipulating them it is my religious duty to fight for their right to party (laughs) (laughs) i look at my boys and i'm like let's go have a schwitz but we might have to burn this hot spring down (laughs) oh i say yes we will schwitz and then we will talk about the burning. Oh, and we we will spit so hard, mooses, Mo- yes. moose Mo- We will eat these mooses. Is it short for musanther? No. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess we pass through the gift shop, trying to find a place to schwitz. At the end of the aisle, you see another large lobby area with a ticket counter. Um, three schwitzes, please. Oh, okay, you approach the ticket counter. As you walk up, you see an older version of Hans, but, you know, elves don't really age. He's still very attractive. You know, they don't really age all that much. Yeah, daddy instead of hot boy. What? (laughs) Daddy instead of hot boy. Oh, my. An older version of Hans, like whispering very hatefully to someone and this person with long light brown hair who you see is um curry is non-binary uses she slash her pronouns and prefers to wear dresses at work um and so she is super shy and super like turning her head to the side and looking down and he's just like letting loose yelling at her and when they see you come up he tisks and walks away, and she wipes like a tear from the corner of her eye and says to you, 
tickets. You see a sign overhead that says it will be 10 gold each to enter the Fessenden Hot Spring Resort for one day, and that rooms are one gold to rent for the night. This human with long brown hair waits behind the counter for you and smiles cheerfully. No, I'd really like you to explain what just happened, because that was fully <laughs> unacceptable, and I'm about to go, I guess, beat the hell out of the owner of the establishment? Persuasion check. Let's see <laughs> how well Ooh. this goes. There we go. Something I'm good at. So that is going to be a... It's got a pretty high DC because you are just a random guest and she likes her job. So. <sighs> Crushing. <laughs> That's a 10. Could I help? Could I offer some help for a, an advantage? The help action can be taken when one person yeah. does something in story to help out. How are you helping in story, Raincloud? Um, I would, um, I would, as I see her brow kind of furring as she's kind of sizing up Tanager, I'd kind of put my arm around him and be like, um, "We, I mean, we are here from the Better Business Bureau, and anything that you say about your boss is, of course, confidential. We're just trying to get a portfolio on the place and make sure that all the staff are being treated." As they should be. Completely anonymous, I assure you. Mm. Uh, Tanager also dumps a hundred gold on the counter. To be like, yes, also <laughs> we're very important patrons. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> if you pass your deception check, Raincloud, then Tanager has advantage. Oh wow, okay. I like that. So plus three. Twenty-one. That is a pass. Tanager, you have advantage on your charisma roll. Come on, baby. Come on. Okay, that's a 19. Okay, a 19 is pretty high, especially for level 5. She looks at you with sincere eyes, and she judges that you are trustworthy. You are from the Better Business Bureau. Oh no, you're shaking your head. I know you're No, not, I mean, not. she's trusting us and we're lying to her, but yes, yeah, let's keep going. We can still report them to the Better Business Bureau. We're just yeah. not agents. We are like... <laughs> Uh, we're going to make a citizen's arrest by the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> exactly. She hands you three tickets for sure, first off, and then says, yes, let me give you a tour of the, the spa. Come with me and to lead you away from the desk with her boss and into the spa. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, Tanager would like to make a perception check, like just as they walk by the place that the boss walked into, just mad dogging like looking for like anything it was like what's this guy what's he doing how do i break this man oh my do not treat someone that tanager sometimes gets to treat people that way and he is an agent of god this is just some <laughs> spa owner <laughs> as you walk past the counter where you bought the tickets following your lovely tour guide you see the man reclining in a executive chair in a room behind the welcoming desk. You like the door is cracked, and you can see him as you walk by, and he's like smoking a cigar, put his feet on the office table. <laughs> oh, he's just fat catting. Sorry, sorry, Red Cloud. <laughs> Quite all right. <laughs> She's going to lead oh. you on the tour. So she says, hi, my name is Curry. Hello, Curry. I am Moses. Raincloud Moonglow. Curry, delicious food, excellent name. Don't tell anyone, but my name is Tanager Goodfellow. <laughs> oh, she gets the real name. All right. 
She deserves it. She had a hard day. Yeah. I've she's... been her in another life. <laughs> she's holding the map of the Hot Springs Resort. And she takes you to first one basin and then another. she's going to give you a tour and like talk to you whenever there aren't people around. You see people floating in first one basin, then another. It's super crowded, but she finds an opening with people that aren't in one of the pools. You are all standing next to a natural hot spring with water that smells like it has healing powers. So like chlorine. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite. Like little... A little bit minerally, yeah. Uh, Tanager would love nothing more than to take a soak, but he is quietly, like, waiting for her to signal the place to speak. Yeah, this is the place. There's no one else around. Everyone else is distracted with the themed pools, and no one wants just pure spring water. Then Tanager strips down, gets in the soak, and then just, like, kind of, like, almost like on a chair backwards. He's, like, he's mermaiding with his, like elbows like on the edge of the hot spring looking up at her being like okay so what's going on hun i don't know where to start it's well it's this town thrives on the spot here it's the best job in town it pays super well but the owners the fessendens you know sylvan and sonia you saw sylvan there and their son hans are well they know they're the richest people in town Yes, Hans sucks. <laughs> oh, you met. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. He's, I abhor mind-controlling magic, and I had to do it to him. And just mm. wait to see the magics I will put upon your boss. But please, speak of your personal relationship. What did we just see? He's like that to everybody. And he doesn't have any filter. He just does that in front of the guests. He does that all the time. It's not even a private versus public thing. He's just always, well... You know, the Oriades make Pura a very popular tourist destination. So popular. Like Sakura Blossom viewing, but all year round. If they weren't here, if there weren't as many fairies concentrated here, maybe if they went elsewhere outside of Pura, if people were used to them, they wouldn't be as excited to come here to look at them. And Sylvan and Sonia and Hans wouldn't. I'm I'm not saying that I'm, I, I like the spa. It's just, you know. No, I I understand. And Tanager flips over and kicks his hooves in the water, making like little splashes. <laughs> yeah, we'd we'd have like a normal number of customers. They wouldn't be so fat cats. Well, it seems to me, boys, uh, that we just need to speak with these fairies. And I mean, it is a more long form idea, but I can definitely. I I know many rich people. I've spent a good amount of time with them, if you know what I mean. I, I, can half, trash, know, I half know what you mean. I can <laughs> trash this place on Fantasy Yelp, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, we can't, but the way we fix this today is get some of these fairies to leave. I am curious about the fairies. I would like to know more about the fairies. <laughs> T- tell us about the fairies, Curry. I can't say I know much about them, but if you guys want to, like, soak in these pools and spend a day here and observe them, maybe you can figure something out. I don't know. Yes, I will soak in the pool. I get naked and get <laughs> in the pool. How much okay, whoa, whoa. does your favorite... 
Okay, hold on. Sorry. I should clarify. There's a naked and a not naked part of the spa resort. So you are you you can be in the naked part, but this isn't it. Um, <laughs> there should be a sign. Why oh, was there no sign. sign? This is so embarrassing. <laughs> uh, Rain, Rain Clyde never wears trousers, so he yeah, feel, he kind of fit the in same it either. Way. We have such dense fur that like it, yeah. It, I will yeah. say whenever there's two genders around, and she's a lady. Whenever there's two genders, it's the clothed part. <laughs> Some of us are from a more enlightened part of Dross. <laughs> <Okay, everybody. laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Tanager is actually of this camp. So he's just like, "What's c- come on. Uh, he was going to say, <laughs> I guess as everyone's stripping around him, he's like, Curry, how much does your favorite meal cost? What can we treat you to to give you a nice little night after your shift? Well, you did just give her like 70 extra gold. And that's like three months wages. Good. <laughs> I thought she was going to put that in the register. As long as she's taking that, yeah. Like, I'm, oh, I'm oh yeah, yeah. I'm also going to give her an additional like nine silver or whatever, just to give her a nice meal tonight. Nice. Okay. Like right. you guys do like a special yeah. fist bump, and then she goes back to the front desk. <laughs> yeah. Quick question, Tanager. Does that? Would you say that was an ethical transaction under capitalism? I think that raises an interesting question. Well, okay. It this expands into a much larger discussion of like who's cooking the food that makes her feel good did by giving her Mm. coin make someone else's night harder is she going to come in five minutes before closing so she can have a good night and then four people don't get to mop the floors and then they miss the bus the next day like it's i believe i did a good action and that is the most i can do if we make sure that those around us also do good actions every day, then perhaps capitalism could work. He puts water in his mouth and squirts it out like a whale. <laughs> <laughs> but we can we can be certain that we can't trust the likes of these the elves that are in this place to ever behave in that oh, manner. I hate to use this term again, my friend, but there's no better for He was fat catting, smoking a yes. cigar with the feet up on the table. There's no better term. He might as well have been wearing a top hat and a monocle, this <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> to, to, to be clear, I'm not insulted by that terminology. But I, I, I worry about the fat shaming connotations of it, but um, it's in the lexicon. I think it's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, how about this? We have to spend a day here to observe the fairies and no other mm-hmm. reason. So let's make sure we get the maximum out of the resort we can how many massages we should see every bar we should taste every drink every morsel of food because maybe there's a fairy in the chicken fingers <laughs> and we could also uh, maybe come up with a new a new uh, less problematic term for fat cat try and get that going uh... also i have something of a, a personal quest that you might indulge me on it's that well i keep on getting into trouble at my age the fact that I'm deathly afraid of water, I'd love to overcome that. I don't want to derail anything else that's going on, but it looks like such fun. But I'm I'm seizing up here the closer I get to the edge. You can see that. I can cast a spell on you. <gasps> oh, magic therapy. I, I mean, it, do you, like, subscribe to the, like, whole... I, I would never push you in the pool, but, like, oh, magically no, I can push you in the pool, so to speak. <laughs> Yes, well, maybe you could charm me into stepping into the pool myself. Okay, well, let's let's try it out. Okay, <laughs> I mean, a wisdom but I feel throw. I feel like I'm going to automatically, subconsciously try to resist this the spell effects. 
yes, but I need you and to I'm quite good deeply at that. look at <laughs> okay. look at me. Look at me, Rain Cloud. And yes. I like Tanager does his most puppy dog eyes. Oh, I but see. he does have those weird sideways goat eyes, so it's a little bit unsettling. <laughs> I've never noticed how how deep those black slits in your of pupils are that you Come have. Come on. Uh, I'm going to cast Charm Person. I'll burn a spell slot for this one. Uh, he has to break a 14, and I'm just like, come on, get in the pool, bud. At Wisdom, is it? Yeah. Oh, God. I think I'm good at this. Oh, no, just a plus one. Okay. I, I, I rolled a 14 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I resist, right? Okay. Well, then right. Tanger will make a athletics check to hurl him in the pool. <laughs> Just before he does, Raincloud is like, well, I'm certainly non-magically charmed, but... And then... Yeah. <laughs> Splash. All right, time to get in the water. I'm putting the cat in the bath. Okay. Raincloud, uh, it feels really nice around you. Like, warm water. Now, you do know that as a snow leopard tabaxi, not mm-hmm. a house cat, you're closer to the tiger response to water than you are to the, you know, bathing your pet Whoa. cat response. Okay. So what I think happens is he splashes into the water and just the warmth of it hits him. You know, I think, I think he's probably mainly in the incident in his past was a, like a, a recently frozen lake that Ooh. he fell into. No. And so that's yeah. kind of what he associates with water. And he just gets this kind of rush of like sheer panic and blind shock and rage all at once that he'd be. That that Tanger would do him like this. Also, shame at like not being cat-like enough to get out of the way, and even maybe like throw him in instead. And all these emotions kind of hit him at once. And as he's just kind of like coming back to clarity, he just finds that he's just instinctively just like paddling around with his little ears pushed back, and he's just he just kind of comes to, and he's just enjoying himself. Oh, I, this is marvelous! I say, I didn't know I could swim. Yeah, we're all here, bud. Nothing, nothing terrible happened. You just went into a different source of material. Oh, Tanager. He gives him, gives him a big hug, a big wet, like, uh, furry, <laughs> dripping hug. Oh. Yeah, but... Oh, this is the greatest day of my life. Be proud. Tanager, like, I, I think the boys begin playing in the water. Just truly, like, 13 years old making a scene at the jacuzzi at, like, the local apartment <laughs> complex. Like, just, just playing. Mooses, get get up on my shoulders. Get up on my shoulders. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> oh, uses heavy. his uh, uh, trickster cleric thing to do the spell casting mirror and puts that on top of his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> we have a day to burn. Like, I don't care. <laughs> So, double tanager on rain clouded mooses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like, we're playing, we're fighting, we're splashing around. What a lark. Cool. Uh, massages. Let's go get massages. I'm sore from all that. Oh, yeah. You received a map from Curry. You see a warm, milky collagen bath. It looks like a white circle with a rose on it. You see a green circle that's denoted the green tea bath. And you see a brown circle that is denoted coffee. And you see a red circle that's labeled adults only. You can go to any of those circles that you like. (laughs) 
Ted is a ghost Ted. to get coffee. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so his eyes are clearly darting to the red circle, but he's like, um, "What is a collagen bath?" Yes, we should check out the collagen baths. No, that- we should be going to the adults because we are adults. We <laughs> do not bad. want to be going to the places that are meant for the children. We should be going to the place for the adults. Mooses makes a good point. I mean, <laughs> sure. Yeah, you, you take the lead on this one, Mooses. <laughs> okay. Can we swing by the coffee place? Oh, yeah. It sounds like you're going to all of them. I'm, I'm hearing that you all want to go to everything, so I will just describe them all. This is going to be like a montage. <laughs> gonna have a montage. You visit the warm, milky collagen bath with whole rose heads floating on it. You, oh, mooses, you've got the flower in your ear, so there's a fairy spiraling in the air lazily above the flower as you go from one bath to another. You soak in a basin with a giant satchel of green tea leaves, making the water green, a brown basin full of coffee for tanager, and a red basin full of wine. And the crowd ooze and ahs as the Oriades fairy spin, spins lazily above the flower as if happily tipsy. The sounds of muted chatter and laughter echo off of these waterproof walls and floors. What a pleasant way to spend a day. Everyone add a temporary plus two to your constitution, which will last 24 hours. Nice. And Ooh. I will be right back. BRB. But you guys enjoyed the spa. A plus two to constitution means that Tanager gets one extra mirror image from his Echo Knight feature. <laughs> he gets to do it like he has a really bad constitution, so he can only do it once per day. And now he gets to do it twice. Nice, nice. So, Tan. Well, should I save for the game? Because Tanager will definitely try to drink a bunch of that wine. Oh yeah, I know you drank it. It's. <laughs> It's actually a whole, yeah. They, there's a point where they come out with a bucket of wine and they pour a little bit in everybody's cupped hands. And then after you've drunk some of it, they just splash it on your faces. Just like throw like throw the whole bucket over the pool. And yeah. And this <laughs> okay. place really exists, by the way. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Where? Uh, it is in Japan. And there's an episode on YouTube where Sophia goes to a hot spring resort. Mm. And you can see a video tour of it, yeah. I've been picturing the hot spring from Naruto the whole time. It's basically the same thing, I think. Yeah. I've been thinking of, uh, what's that spirited away? (laughs) Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can watch, I sent a video link in the chat, and there's a real, I think it's called Use, don't remember. There's a Sophia video, S-A-F-I-Y-A, and she gives a whole video tour of her hot spring trip. Oh, man. Also, you, as a person who's pretty much entirely worked in the service industry, once I saw, like, somebody getting yelled at by their boss, like, (laughs) you could have not, like, out of game triggered me harder. Like, no, no, no. (laughs) Like, I literally said, like, we might have to burn this place to the ground. All right. So you guys want to get rid of the fairies. That's good. Well, no, we want to spread the fairies out, distribute the right. wealth. There is no ethical consumption under capitalism. <laughs> okay. Oh, raised fist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's how you spent your day. And you have a plus two to your constitution, which will last for 24 hours. 
Nice. Uh, cool. So after much difficulty of trying to get Tanager to lead the wet red wine part of the spa. <laughs> he literally like when a child won't leave the playground. Like he, he was drug kicking and screaming. Uh, is it adult time boys? I think the adult time was in the red wine bath. Oh, was that That's, what that is was? That right? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's real goodness. wine. Well, so they didn't want children to drink it. It, it depends what you mean on, uh, by adult time, although I suspect, given what I know about you, that I can uh, guess. But what do you suggest, yes, Tanager? N- no, I fully misinterpreted the situation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you just did. <laughs> all you can drink rings out some of his hair and then, like, drinks <laughs> yes. it. I have a rule about work colleagues, of course. That's the only reason. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm hammered now. Uh... Do you want to go mess with Hans some more? Sure, that sounds fun. I'm curious. If this Jane rejected Hans, she must know something about him. Hmm. And also, I assume that the person she's dating is a real cool dude. So, like... Or at least better than Hans, which isn't saying a whole lot. We don't know... uh, The only other local we know of is Curry, and she is being horribly mistreated. Yes. So I wonder, are, are any of the cool staff having, like, after-work drinks and we could stumble upon that? Oh, yes. We need to find the most low, the closest worst bar to this place. Oh. And that's yes, where yes. the servants will be congregating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you all, I'm just going to say it is 2 a.m. as you step out of this bar. The bar is like, it's closing. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And Curry suggests the one gold hotel that the Fessenden is attached to. So you can stay there for the night and start your day in town if you'd like. Sure, but we're uh, like, we're pals. We're, we're, we're down with all the staff now. Oh, yeah, Take yeah. It. Curry introduces you to the rest of them. You all are shown some, they think it's a really nice place, but like lower than average quality food and drink. Yeah, but it's there. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. most important quality of any good bar. <laughs> yeah. So you're not drinking at the bar in the Fessenden. You're drinking at the bar that's like a few blocks down. Yes, the, I will yeah. put no coin in their purse. <laughs> and I'm doing a bit where I, I have my Echo Knight double up because I can burn it for the day. Uh, and I'm just swapping places with him and like bringing a mug up to my mouth and then, like, swapping places and then catching it midair and then finishing my drink. But I'm doing it, like, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, so it is 2 a.m. and you find yourself all retiring to a room in the Fessenden Hot Spring Hotel. And then, uh, does anybody... Y'all have y'all have your own rooms? It's all good? No, so, one big room. One big room. <laughs> Okay, one big room. <laughs> I will warn you, I do a snore. I am a Mrs. Snorer. I wait I mean, to hear your aria. I'm also a, a snorer, but it's it's super cute. It's this little nasal whistle thing. You'll love it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I have night terrors. <laughs> and then it's the next morning. Uh... So when like morning comes and like I Tanager's passed out on the floor, 
The fairies seem drunk on those flowers. I think that's how they're attracting them. And then he nods off for 15 more minutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it is 8 a.m. You guys are in time to attend the chapel service if you would like. You know that they are every two hours. You can also go to the open house, which you know is all day. Is this chapel service like um, something, it's like a religious thing, but tourists would go just for the pageantry? Is that what we're looking at? You don't know. You just saw a sign outside the Hot Spring Hotel. Well, this does not sound like the type of thing that Raincloud would be into at all. Free cookies, on the other hand, they kind of sell themselves. Uh, Tanager did not notice the signs, but do you mention that there is a chapel service? uh, No, I wouldn't. I'd be like, so who's for free cookies? Mm, Free cookies. That gets (laughs) Tanager to wake up after he nods off. By the way, I love the idea that all of Tanager's best ideas happen in that kind of like moment between sleeping and waking after a day in a, <laughs> yeah. day in a bath of wine. Well, you have an idea in the moment, and sometimes you need a bath of wine to truly mull it over. Mm. If it's worth mm. thinking about, you won't forget it. Rather. Uh, Mooses, how do you feel about um, an open house and free cookies? Hmm. I like cookies, but... I feel that I must also visit the chapel. I must speak to my goddess Frigga to get uh, guidance on what my quest should be. I'm very confused. (laughs) Mooses, Mooses, darling, God is in your heart always. This chapel is just another way to squeeze some money. And and Tanager is putting on his, like, clerical robes. (laughs) <laughs> Which are like somehow makes him seem more naked than actually being naked. <laughs> it's all thin gossamer and like natural, like spider silk and vines tying it together. We go to this chapel to see what their view of God is. Speak to Freya now. Speak to her always. You don't need to go to a place to find her. This is true. Freya always with us. <laughs> Okay, cookies. <laughs> uh, Tanager would actually like to make a religion check that he is not good at. He'd like to parade to Friga. Is your god gonna get mad? No. Okay. My god is <laughs> my god is the connective tissue. Oh god, I have to say this PG thirteen. Uh, my god hangs out with everybody. <laughs> It's sort of a, like, messenger god, but the message is, like, love and a good time. And it's, like, anytime, like, the gods are like, oh, our religions are warring. My god is there showing up with wine, being like, hey, come on, we can hammer this out. Like, so the idea, I'm not praying to freak up for, like, strength. I'm praying for somebody else. They said free cookies instead of, like, you know. Uh, that was a natural 18. I do not have a bonus. Okay, yeah, you pray to Frigga. Frigga? You feel like Frigga really heard you. How about your boy? He's lost. Give him a sign. That was it. Moose, this is like looking up in the sky for a sign. <laughs> You're... Let's see. Level mm. five. Mm. Why don't you have a plus one bonus to... Your, what is Frigga the god of? Fertility. 
to your fertility today. Oh, of course. Tanager's <laughs> hey, hey, god hangs out with her. <laughs> Moses is feeling fertile. <laughs> All right. I start. I start like flexing. <laughs> there you Looking go, bud. Good, Moose, my man. Moose, this bath did us well. Also, your coat, Raincloud, beautiful. Yeah, thank you very much. And then Tanager looks expectedly like, okay, now do me. Oh, oh, a marvelous outfit. Um, <laughs> oh, I've never been. I've never been so confused about my feelings upon religion. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I nailed it. And then he walks confidently towards the chapel. <laughs> oh, the chapel. Okay. Uh, that's where Tanager's going. Like, I understand the rest of the group wants free cookies, but, like, I don't mean to divide the group, but, like, he absolutely has to make that church service to see if they've already perverted magic, how are they perverting God? <laughs> <laughs> So, so you made sure to convince Mooses to not go before. Yeah. Okay. I'm a well, man well, of more, contradictions. More cookies for us, I suppose. Um, okay, you're splitting up the party? Uh, can we make cookies and the church service? Or is it one or the other? No, like, you. yeah, you can definitely do both. Okay, I thought it was one or the other. No, yeah, they're both all day. Um, it's all day open house. When you go outside and you check the sign for the location for the open house, you see that it's switched to all day Sunday now. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so once I hear Raincloud say more cookies for us, Tanager turns on a heel and stomps back to the group. <laughs> I will not be without okay. my cookies. <laughs> all right. So where are you guys? <laughs> We're going for cookies. We're going for cookies. This, okay. I imagine this scene happened in the hallway outside of our in room okay. as we were sort of indecisively deciding where we're, I was indecisively deciding where I'm going okay. and then eventually relented and we're going for the cookies. Got it. All right. Well, they're next door to one another. How's that? They're, yeah, they're officially next door to one another, the chapel <laughs> and the open house. Okay. All right. Here we go. Next door to a beautiful chapel. Balloons and a sign in the front lawn of this large, gray, single-family home proclaim that there is an open house and free cookies inside. A female fox humanoid wearing modest heels, a green dress, and a professional black blazer suit top, and tiny emerald teardrop earrings, sees you and waves with one arm, reserving her other arm to hold a tray of cookies. How does she laugh? Tanager, Tanager, that's her. That's that's who I told you about. That's Lena. Oh, is it now? But who is she in the moment? Let's not blow her. You know oh, she's she... running a scam. No, 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 no. She's a. I mean, she's a. She's a legit um, uh, real estate agent. But um, she's the object oh. of my affection, Tanager. The apple of my eye. Be cool, okay? Be be cool, and please don't charm her. Please, please. Moses has already like walked up to her and been like, "Hello, I am Moses. May I please have a cookie?" How nice to meet you, Moses. Would you like a cookie? Yes, please. I would like a cookie. She gives you a cookie. Like she holds out the tray so you can take one. Thank you for the cookie. Would you like a tour? Sure. I will have a tour of this lovely house. All right. She's about to walk inside without the other two of you. Oh no, okay. we're we're staying close, but we're just like trailing behind having a discussion where I'm like, Raincloud, I understand you love this woman, but at the same time, she is a thief. A thief is a thief is a thief. 
And oh, um, so let me just remind everybody of the difference between Mila and Lena. One of them was like a, a, a mermaid deer humanoid, and the other one was a fox humanoid. Different people. Oh, am I thinking of the wrong one? Oh, I'm so sorry. Mm. Yeah, so one of them... spent too much time in the red wine bath. <laughs> That's okay. I'll just remind you quickly. So one of them ran off with the diamond tiara and then was captured because Dr. Crud III was like, we're going to turn her in, despite Tanager's wishes that the dear humanoid mermaid <laughs> remain at large. Um, anyway, and the other one is a former jewel thief who is at the masquerade ball with you, who used to date Felix Leuton. You know, Felix, he's the cat, a famous cat burglar. And Lena and Felix would, like, steal stuff together, and she was like, I want to stop stealing stuff. And he was like, nah. And then they both got caught because of him. So now she, like, doesn't... She she likes Felix, but she won't date him anymore, despite how attractive he is, you know, the Janae Catman. I mean, if that's your type... I think even in the episode, I smash these characters together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so, Tanager, once it, Brain Cloud is like, no, 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 you're thinking about the wrong girl. He's like, oh, oh, okay, all right. Hmm. I can magic her just a little. No, please, no, just, if you could just be a supportive friend this time. <laughs> if there's any trickery, I don't want to scare her off. I'm very nervous about this. I normally... I don't get this nervous. I, this, she's she's special to me, Tanager. Oh, 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 oh. Tanager fills up his uh, religious icon, which is a drinking horn, and casts Bless on it, and then we'll share it with uh, uh, Raincloud, and then we'll nice. scurry up to Mooses and... Uh, Lena? Mila? Lena. Is this Lena. 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 <laughs> And be like, oh, hey, uh, I'm so sorry. I heard free cookies. Would you like some free wine? Tanager, she recognizes you and your wine. And then looking off in the distance, she sees Raincloud. She exclaims in disbelief. Oh. How good to see you here. Come inside. Let's get you a tour. Oh, of course. Later. <laughs> what a surprise. I only just noticed that you're here. <clears throat> Mooses, we should check the attic. Okay. As she ushers you inside, a tiny pink light zooms dangerously close past your head. Mooses. It sounds like an insect's buzzing. It, like, zoom dive bombs for your flower. <laughs> uh-huh. She swats at it a little, her hand close to your head, shooing it away, and her smile stretches tensely. Care to come in for a tour? She asks. Oh, uh, uh, uh I think... Myself and my compatriot here motioning to Mooses, we, we'll, we'll tour the house ourselves. Uh, perhaps you could provide uh, our good friend Raid Cloud with a personal tour. All right. Um, she's going to leave you guys in the backyard with a Zen garden, and uh, and then she'll give a tour to Raid Cloud alone. All right. Uh, Tanager is like to Mooses, like, oh my god, it's happening. Oh my god. Oh my god. Let's look. <laughs> yes. Which. Also, definitely the fairies seem to like love, so I think that's another thing we should keep an eye on here. We we need to find more of these flowers, and I need to speak to one of these fairies. But let's grab one, but most importantly, we need to watch this little budding blossom bloom. 
Raincloud is kind of looking at them like, don't leave me alone, but he can't verbalize it, so he's just like pretending that he's killed what's going on. He's terrified right now. Uh, Tanager mouths, I'm throwing you in the water. Lucis is just eating a cookie, completely <laughs> unaware <laughs> of what is going on. Mooses, <laughs> you're in a Zen garden. It's a bunch yes. of rocks that have been raked into a specific pattern, and there's like a bunch of fairies above it. So I will get back to you, Mooses and Tanager, but I guess we're gonna do the Rain Cloud House tour. So if you're ready, <laughs> it's a bit of a it's a bit of a lot, but here it is, because it's just you. So I'll try to go through it. All right, so. She takes you from one room to another throughout the house. Lovely home, both inside and out. Light, bright, and two-story family room with new laminate flooring extending into the gourmet kitchen with granite counters. She shows you to the kitchen, where pink pixies are crumbling up the cookies that she baked and hurling the crumbs at one another in a food fight. She nervously smiles, pivots, and directs you in the other direction. Two-story foyer with living room and dining room. Main level office is situated quietly in the rear corner of the house with built-in shelving. As she opens the door to the office, it reveals a pixie pushing a stapler dangerously close to the edge of a shelf. Lena quickly closes the door to the office, and you hear a small crash behind it. The laundry room is... And she, like, guides you in another direction. (laughs) And you can tell she is nervous. Like, she kind of likes you. She really wants this house to go well. And she's like, the laundry room is located on the upper level with the owner's suite with vaulted ceilings and sitting area. Owner's suite has bath with soaking tub and shower. Three additional spacious bedrooms with a full hall bath. Lower level leads into a recreational room, game room with built-in seating, workout area, full bath, and storage room with stairs to exit to the rear yard. She shows you out to the yard where there is a beautiful Zen garden and your two derpy friends. We're, we're waving. We have in every single room that you've described, at least one of our faces is pushed in the corner of the window, a la Scooby-Doo, trying to watch their interactions together. Get, stop, you'll see. Gentlemen, no, stop. By the way, Mooses, hundreds of pink fairies buzz peacefully over the Zen garden. And Lena says... Wonderful level backyard, fully fenced, with a large concrete stamped patio with plenty of room for dining and relaxing with a seated area. Pergola for some shade, but if more needed, there is a retractable awning. Be prepared to fall in love with this one. The word love has a capital L. You can just hear it. Four bed, 3.5 bath, 2,800 square feet, 10,000 square foot lot, asking 500,000 gold. And she, like, looks happy that she got to do this open house. And if you look around, mm. there's a bunch of tourists in this town. There were a bunch of people in the train station. There were a bunch of people in the spa. It's just you guys here in this open house. Mm. And for all the cookies that she baked, the only people eating them are the pixies, <laughs> crumbling them up and throwing them at one another, and you guys. Lena, I must say, you really are marvelously good at this job. That was such a beautiful spiel. I was I was enraptured by your, your descriptions of all the different rooms, but... I must say that seems to be an awful lot of an awful lot of fairies. Yeah, yeah, there are. Yeah, <laughs> she, I mean, I, she's like that's uh, one of the perks of this residence. Aren't there so many? <laughs> Lena, they're like swarming. It's like a, a pixie tornado over the Zen Garden. <laughs> Lena, although I may be dressed like a cat who can afford a what was it, three hundred thousand gold, five hundred, five hundred thousand gold. It, 
I may look like someone who can afford that type of thing, but really, I, I'm more a cat of the open road, you know? I feel property just holds one back. But at the same time, I mean, we have to do something about these fairies for you. You need to flip this place, right? Uh, Tanager is in the background actively yelling at the fairies, like he's yelling at a swarm of bees, like, all right, stop, stop, all right, that's enough, come on, order up. What do you want, milk and honey, blood and wine, what kind of fairies are you? <laughs> and Mooses, what are you doing? Mooses doesn't know what Zen is or anything, but he sits, like, perfectly in, like, a Zen meditation posture while he's eating his cookie and just admiring <laughs> the fairies. Do a dexterity saving throw. Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a fairy pushed you from behind. Fairy pushed me? Sorry. <laughs> Where's my... Oh, there we go. How big are these fairies? Three inches. Okay. Okay. Twelve. Oh. You step forward a little bit, not expecting a little tiny push from behind. And you're trying not to step on them because they're just everywhere. And you put your foot down into the rocks of the Zen garden. The fairies make an angry buzzing sound as your footprint disrupts the lines of the Zen garden. Oh. Like bees uh, that are agitated. They Can I cast mending to reorient the rocks? Yes. I know it's not like a broken piece of material, but like, could I fix the pattern with it? You could use your hands. Okay. So I start scooping them up the whole time yelling at the fairies like, oh, okay. So you're like chaos fairies, like you like trouble, but like, oh, if you mess up the Zen garden, one of you talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because you restored the, the lines in the Zen garden, their angry buzzing goes to just like peaceful, like drunken backflips. <laughs> I need some info from Lena here. Uh, Lena, my dear, do you, may, may I be so bold as to ask, who who owns this property and why are they selling it? Sylvan and Sonia Fessenden. And I see. they're selling it because they're, you know, moving on up in the world. They're devoting more of their time to their family and they're going to go to Jishope. It kind of looks like this is some sort of sacred place for these fairies. And they, I, I don't get the impression that they'd be... Too pleased by the idea of someone living here and buying it and selling it. Am I close to the mark at all? You look around and you're seeing like the Zen garden is raked rocks that are arranged into a like a swirly pattern on purpose. It's a maintenance thing. Like somebody's somebody made this and maintains it. And she says, yeah, it's such an attractive feature to the house. Don't you think? I am sure this place will sell super quickly. Okay, Raincloud now is kind of disappointed because he feels like he's getting like the, just the kind of like the sales pitch from Lena and he's kind of a little disappointed um, that she doesn't feel she can level with him. Did you uh, contact her at all after the masquerade? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Yeah. He meant to, he meant to, yeah. but he didn't. Oh, God oh. damn. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she knows. You meant to. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. Um, um, well, uh, I... So I Oh, Tanager's swatting at these fairies, being like, okay, so my working theory is that these fairies are attracted to a physical sight or something, and get, get out of here, get out of here. There must be something central to the sauna 
that the fairies are also attracted to, but if they, and then he yells directly at the cloud of fairies, would just tell me what <laughs> they wanted, we could figure this out. I, I, I look over, I'm like, y- you're never going to sell this house, hon. Come on, be real with us. <sighs> also, She eats a cookie. On. She stuffs the entire cookie into her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she's going to go inside. She's she's going to be like, oh, my gosh. Well, you guys have a nice you, you should enjoy this. The property. I mean, I oh, um, my batch needs to come out of the oven. And she like anxiously goes back inside. Like she also doesn't think Tanager, she's ever going to sell this house. And it's distressing her as well. Tanager looks directly at rain cloud and is like, are you going to comfort her or am I going to? I fear I I may have blown it. It may be too late, but oh, don't worry. I will it's go comfort late. her. <laughs> no, no, I'm okay. Red Mooses, 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 thank you. Mooses, I, I've got this. I've got this. Look, look. Oh. I'm, I'm jump. I'm jumping in the pool. I'm jumping in the pool, Tadija. Jump in the pool. Okay. Ah, uh, uh, easy metaphor. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. I explain okay. the metaphor to Mooses while we Scooby Doo up to the window adjacent to the kitchen. You see her wrestling. She's got both hands holding a cookie tray, and there's ten fairies on the other side of the cookie tray, and they're going back and forth. Cookies are spilling off the edge and tumbling to the ground as they try to... <laughs> She's trying to take the cookie tray like out of the oven and put it on the counter, and it's not working. Okay, Rainclad steals himself. Takes a deep breath and marches in uh, after Lena. I'm kind of helping to, like, you know, kind of bat the fairies gently out of the way while, while talking. He's like... Lena, I just, I want to say, um, I, I, I was serious when I said I think you're doing a really good job here. Um, you're obviously operating under very difficult circumstances. And if anybody can sell this place, I think it's you. I'd also Aww. like to apologize for, for, um, for not getting in touch with you. I, I have no excuse. Um, you know, I'm, I am a, a very busy, a busy cat, but I, I endeavor to make time for, time for the things that are important to me. And, and, and on this occasion, I've failed. Can you find it in your heart to, to forgive my impertinence? Important to you? What do you mean? I just, I felt that at that ball that time that we made it a real connection. And in this world, those are all too rare. And I would ha- hate to think that I there's something so. there that we could... <laughs> I thought so too. And I gave you my communication stone number, but then I didn't hear from you. It's been two months. Look, I, I lose a communication stone... Every every other weekend, Tanager is just... shaking his head in the window. No, 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 no! He's throwing up a full up like X going to give it to you. Like no, 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 wrong, wrong way. But but having said that, no, no, I look. I just I've had a lot going on recently. But if we could, maybe we could just we could just draw a line under under my my terrible behavior and and start afresh. She offers you a cookie, and um. The pixie like snatches it out of her hand halfway through the air, and she just like looks at it and like, "Well, if one good thing could come out of this, yes, yes, perhaps, perhaps dinner tonight at uh, one of the establishments of this town." And as she is about to answer you, the door to the house opens, and a voice says, "Is this the open house?" <laughs> And you two are interrupted with your cute scene in the kitchen. You don't know if she's going to go to dinner with you or not. Because as she's guess? holding this tray of cookies and pixies are like plucking cookies off of the tray and like tossing them across okay. the room as they smash into the opposite wall. A person, a person's footsteps 
come down the hall. Okay. okay. I give her kind of an expectant look, but and I guess I'm not going to. looks to Mooses. Oh, sorry. Continue. No, go ahead, go ahead. Tanja looks to Mooses, and I'm like, all right, let's make this a bidding war. Let's sell this house. <laughs> yes, we will make this house sellable. It is a feature, not a bug. And then Tanager <laughs> is like going in his bag, f- changing into his like, oh god, I guess the Marvin Funk outfit. <laughs> so I will use my charlatan feature to turn into Marvin Funk CPA. CPA, that was it, CPA. <laughs> You were so close, Mooses. You were so close. You just said way too many letters. Just C-P-A. stop at three next time. CPA. 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 Yes. I don't know what it does either, but if you say it, people think you have money. <laughs> As Raincloud asks Lena Topfer out for dinner in the kitchen, as Marvin Funk appears again in the Zen garden with his quick change routine... And as Mooses repeats CPA to himself over and over and over. CPA, CPA, CPA. And as footsteps walk down the hallway into this open house, we're going to take a brief break. Can they sell the house to this incoming person? Can he take her out to dinner? Can they get rid of these gosh darn fairies? (laughs) We will find out in part two. Joining us in part one were Tanager. Marvin Funk, CPA. Uh, I'm sorry, where were the floorboards installed? (laughs) (laughs) Is this dwarven wood? CPO. 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 And Raincloud. I mean, she didn't say no. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. You can subscribe to receive new episodes through your podcast player or by visiting firebreathingkittenspodcast.com or finding us on YouTube. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, all one word, podcast. That's right, you can curl up with a good book based on one of our podcast episodes. The authors do a really great job of adapting them into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Yes, that's right. You really can own a notepad with the fire-breathing kitten logo on the front. Or one of your favorite characters. Welcome back to Fire-Breathing Kittens, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We are joined again by Mooses. D-N-A. (laughs) D-N-A. D-N-A. Raincloud. But she also, crucially, did not say yes either. <laughs> and Tanager. Marvin Funk, CPA. Um, these counters, they seem like granite, but are they faux granite? <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody, please roll a d20. Five. Fifteen. Fourteen. 
Okay. I'm going to hold the dice up to the camera. I'm pretty sure you guys cannot see that. Nope. Okay. Nope. Well, that's a nine. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> who's the closest to nine? Ah, uh, me. All right. Please tell us uh, what happened last time. Okay. Well, I have perfect recall, by the way, so uh, this is going to be right on point. <laughs> um, so we had just finished up... Uh, um, a quest uh, which in, which ended with um, tickling a rust monster in, into submission. Um, we'd made 300 gold each and we're on our way to a town, the name of which we all clearly remember, um, where we, uh, which is famous Para. for its, its... Come again? Para? Para. Para. Sorry, it's my accent. Para, <laughs> Marvin <laughs> Funk. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, there's, it's, it's like a hot spring town. Um, we decided that we would, uh, maybe take a load off and partake of the hot springs. We also learned then that it's, uh, um, a big tourist attraction are these, uh, magical pink fairies that, uh, come around the hot springs, which I believe are attracted to little flowers that they sell at the entrance to said hot spring. We got in a little bit of a kerfuffle, a verbal powwow with the guy at the, the cash desk, a kind of, um, um, an uppity elf. His name again. We all we all remember um, Hans. Hans uh, Tanner. Yeah, he was uh, he was writing some uh, questionable poetry to a lady named Jane. Uh, Tanager tried to interject and uh, what ended are up you having doing, to- Hans? What are you doing? She has a boyfriend. Get over it, Marvin Funk, CPA. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so Marvin Funk uh, interjected with some uh, love advice, which Hans didn't appreciate, and uh, Marvin was. Uh, forced to use his only spell, his charm spell, uh, to get him on side. Um, something that we were all a little afraid would uh, bite us in the ass later. So we made our way out of there, into the uh, spa, um, figured out that there was some uh, dodgy employment practices going on and some uh, not too pleasant bosses. And Why eventually, are you yelling uh, at your employees? That's not the way you treat a person. Marvin Funk, CPA, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, uh, we ended up eventually then spending a lovely day having a, a, a schwitz in the spa and playing. It was a big montage. It was wonderful. Um, we uh, charmed, non-magically charmed, all of the staff, all of the, the, the so- solid, plain, down-to-earth people of this place um, before retiring for the evening, getting up the next day and going to an open house where Rain Clouds, um, the object of Rain Clouds' affections, uh, was doing her utmost to sell this property uh, but not having much luck on account of something of a, a, a fairy infestation. And that's where we got to, pretty much, right? Yes. Infestation? More like a bouquet. Look at these fairies. Marvin Funk DNA. <laughs> Close enough, my beautiful bride. <laughs> Oh, that's the yeah. That's the end of my recap. That's all I. That's all I remember. Uh, DM, please set the scene. Yeah, that, that's about it. Sweet. All right. Anybody have anything to add? Oh, there, there was a lady coming in. Yes. Yes. All right. <clears throat> you ready? <laughs> Never been more ready in my life, my doll. A new face appears at the open house. An orc is standing in the doorway, holding her mouth in a failed attempt to hide a chuckle as a pixie slowly pushes a water bottle closer and closer to the edge of a table. Um, rogue skill! 
Raincloud <laughs> dives dives to catch the catch the <laughs> bottle before it falls. Her mouth is covered by her hand as she hides her chuckle. <laughs> and yeah. Chuckling, the orc straightens her face, seeing how upset Lena looks. The Oriades don't look like they like you, Miss Realtor. Did you do something to irritate them? Lena looks sadly down at her tray of cookies and says, I don't think I did. I... <laughs> A fairy spins dreamily above the orc's head as if basking in her scent. What a little cutie. Probably smells the field on me. I grow flowers for them, you see. Similar to catnip, but for pixies. Pixie nip, I call it. I have a farm right outside of Para. Do any of you all have your fire-breathing kitten tattoo visible? Yes. Where's your tattoo, Mooses? It is on the inside of my right forearm. Okay. Everybody else? Mine is a, a tramp stamp, um, so if you're if you're looking... <laughs> We're also part of our part of our quest this weekend is to find a, a less problematic term than tramp stamp. <laughs> uh, bumper sticker. There you go. <laughs> you're, you're natural at this stuff. Jesus. Come on, Marvin Funk, CPA. Um, <laughs> uh, so the issue is Marvin Funk would not show the area in which. Tanninger's tattoo is. <laughs> okay, so but, not visible. <laughs> but Tanninger also is immediately attracted by this orc. So, I guess he's looking to Mooses and being very frantically being like, who am I right now? Ah, uh, Marvin Funk, CTO. <laughs> I put my business jacket back on, cover up my just above the belt line fire-breathing kitten's tattoo. Okay, well, Giomara notices the tattoos on the diving rain cloud, because as you dove for the water bottle, your bumper sticker shown. <laughs> <laughs> and on Mooses, who, I guess, uh, as he says, ah, he reaches his arm up to scratch the back of his head and exposes the inside of his arm. Noticing your tattoos, she says, Are you adventurers? Oh, that's handy. Are you monster killers? Yes. No. Mooses looks like a monster killer. He's like six feet four. <laughs> I mean, I'm more of a lover than a fighter. We also will tickle monsters if that is the thing to do. Canonically, oh. we are more monster ticklers. <laughs> no, I avoid monsters whenever possible. Tanager is dying inside. He wants to flirt with this orc <laughs> so bad, but he's Marvin Aww. Funk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I don't know how well tickling will work, but there's been a monster scaring my chickens lately at my farm. The orc looks briefly threatening, but then wilts, as if she wants to protect her chickens, but knows she is no match for whatever is threatening them. But describe the monster. I haven't seen it. It just scares the chickens and hides in the woods. Mm. We will investigate. I say, Moose's old chap, what kind of a monster? How fierce can a monster be if, if the worst it does to chickens is frighten them? Not very. Not very, yes. Okay. 
It's an interesting case. Well, it seems to me this might be something connected to these fairies, like spooking a chicken. That seems like something a pixie would do. But uh, you seem to have a real nice relationship with these fairies. So, uh, explain that. Oh, it's not the fairies scaring the chickens. The chickens sometimes eat the fairies. It's definitely not them. <laughs> well, but well, the, there's your motive right there. If they've but, been eating them, I mean. <laughs> I mean, uh, I am personally an interested party uh, who wants to buy this house. And uh, there's a bit of a pixie problem. Uh, well, what could one do to, uh, you know, lighten the load, so to speak, of fairies in this condensed location? How do I get them to leave? Giamara <laughs> <laughs> says, "Well, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't want to do that. You see, I sell the flowers that you've seen around town. I see one in your hair, there, dear." And she reaches down. She's an orc to the six foot four tall mooses and like taps on the flower that's in your hair. Ah, yes. So they like the flowers. Of course, it's called. We call them picksnip. So if we were to plant dense bushes of picksnip around the edges of the property, perhaps some of the pixies that were in the house would instead provide beautiful pink-colored light around the periphery of said property? I, I look directly at the realtor. Oh, Lena, right. Um, She shrugs and says, uh, we could try it. I'd have to ask the property owners... Uh, Great Uncle Arme put me in touch with them. I don't have their number, but I could ask him to ask them. You know, Lena, some, I heard a great word of wisdom from someone in a tavern once someone. They said it's much easier to ask for forgiveness than for permission. I, I, I feel like this is a situation where there's not much to be lost by planting some some of these flowers first before before Pixie giving somebody the opportunity to say no. Pixie nip. <laughs> Let's just do it. Let's just buy some from this this orc lady. Plant them. See what happens. All right. Um, you have said those things. You're currently standing in the house for sale. Uh, 519 Xupo Lane. So tell me what you're doing and I'll tell you what happens. Mooses, what's your plan? Um, hmm. So Mooses is like considering everything here. Because... Um, uh, he's mostly interested in what's scaring the chickens, so he's just trying to think of what that what's going on there. So he'll he'll he sort of like looks off into the distance, and he finally says, "It could be a wolf." Yes, it could be a wolf. Lena, <laughs> Lena. I mean, um, sorry. What's the orc lady's name? Giomara. Giomara. If we were to deal with your monster problem, um, perhaps you could pay us in pixie nip. And then, Lena, we could deliver you this pixie nip, plant it for you. Two birds, one stone. Done. Yeah, I can pay you in pixie nip. Gentlemen? Well, uh, um, I'm not much of a monster hunter, but uh, I do have a friend, Tanninger, who is both very handsome and very powerful. And also, like, I, I hesitate to use the word desperately, but very single. And uh, I think he's just around the corner of this building. And then I Superman change around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to have Giomara roll a perception or maybe an insight. I, th I guess an insight check. Yeah, she thinks you're a different person. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Those Superman glasses, they're so, <laughs> such a complete costume. <laughs> it's, the best part is he's still a satyr. So it's either a goat man in a business outfit and glasses or a goat man in a sarong. <laughs> nice to meet you. Who might you be? <laughs> Tanager Goodfellow. Pleasure to meet you. Yep. And I wink at everyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lena knows. <laughs> she's, she's been around you a while. Yeah. So, I heard there was a monster hunt about? Yes, we are going to hunt a monster. It is scaring right. the chickens. You were here when we were told this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I believe you're confusing me with my uh, accountant, Marvin Funk. We have very similar glasses. Ah, yes. Yes, I, I won't put I, them on right now, but uh, sometimes I wear glasses, and that's what you're thinking about. Of course. Silly mooses. <laughs> you're Wink. so silly mooses. <laughs> uh, Tanager uses Mirthful Leap and just launches himself like 15 feet away towards... I know, you're like in the house. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he he, he flat into a sliding door. <laughs> he starts to jump, hits the roof, ricochets against the front door, and sort of skids out onto the porch, and then looks up and goes, So we're leaving? <laughs> Raincloud is like, I'm terribly sorry, I think it's Sata mating season. In fact, it's, I think it's always Sata mating season. Oh, is it morning? <laughs> Yes, yes, Tanager, oh, yes, come on, yes, let's go, let's go tickle some monsters. <laughs> he looks back at the orc and goes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, so you guys are going to Giomara's farm? Mm-hmm, sure. Giomara's farm consists of green fields stretching far, far into the distance before ending in trees. There is a white farmhouse at the end of a long path, and from this distance you can see chickens scratching at the ground between a coop and the house. The orc points to the tree line. There, that's where I seen it. Something big and shadowy, dark and huge, frightened all the chickens back into the coop. It's been making appearances for the past month, not moving on. The way it's hanging around makes me worry it might be setting to eat the chickens, or, at that size, maybe me. Insight the- check? Oh. Hmm. Nat 20. 16. I know you can't see it. I just did it too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, holding up the dice with a 20 on it convinces me that it is <laughs> in an audio media. <laughs> uh, okay, Mooses, what was your number? Uh, 23. Wait, so you guys all got, was it natural 20, 23, and then rain cloud what? 16. 16, yeah, okay. All of you can see the orc woman's eyebrows furrow. It's hard for you to see such a genuinely happy person worried. Seeing your face change expression, all of you look concerned at her concern. She glances at you all and smiles to reassure you, but you saw her worry and you hold her gaze. She drops hers and admits quietly, I was considering selling the farm. Moving away. I don't want to get eaten by monsters from the woods. Mm -hmm. This reeks of capitalists. At what time of day is the monster coming to scare the chickens? It's been off and on the past month, sometimes at night, sometimes in the morning, sometimes at noon or afternoon. 
How much mm. money do you make in a day? 50 gold. Why? Terribly rude, Tanajai. I give her 60 gold and I say, take the day off and like enjoy yourself. Allow us to take up residence as we watch your farm for you. Hot diggity. <laughs> she <laughs> heads to the hot springs. <laughs> She's going to go lay in the collagen bath with the roses. Okay. Uh, Tanager helps himself to the fridge and like her booze because he did pay her. But at the same time, he's like, okay, we have 24 hours to watch this house. The attacks are, sorry, uh, farm. The attacks are happening at random times. So one person needs to be on watch at all moments. I'll take third watch. And then he kicks his feet up and <laughs> sips on some wine. Raincloud is like, I have a lot to learn about the ins and outs of capitalism. I really, I need to do some more reading. <laughs> I, I'll take first watch. We're adventurers, my friend. We're beyond economic means. Our coin purses disrupt the entire economies of small towns. And that is what we're meant to do. Pure anarchy. <laughs> and he just throws silver on the floor. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like maybe a wealth tax would make more sense than relying upon adventurers to be uh, philanthropists. I, but look, look. <laughs> we don't need to get into this now. But what the if... European. <laughs> What if you threw this, this cheese puff into my mouth? And he throws you some cheese puffs. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm good. I'll just, I'll just stay on watch. I'll, I'll, I'll go in. I'll hide in the bushes and I'll watch the tree line <laughs> with my. I'll lie in a state of cat-like readiness. My eyes doing that my thing where the pupils go from slits into big round things. And I look super cute, but I'm actually getting ready to kill. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Tanger's looking at Mooses across the table being like, Mooses, you seem to have um, trouble with context. <laughs> yes. I have been told this. I can't remember when or where, though. <laughs> uh, the entire length that Raincloud is on watch, Tanager is just like, why are you so weird? <laughs> I was raised in the town of Nelim, in the country of Muka, which is in the far north of Draus. It was a small town. We do not understand your ways. We are simple people. We follow Frigga. Wow, Tanager's picking on the foreigner. And there was no sarcasm there. What is this sarcasm? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are so clever. See, I know what sarcasm is, you fool. <gasps> oh my goodness. Raincloud, uh, perception check. Yeah, it goes on like this for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> my first bad roll today, uh, but I got a plus seven, so 11. Okay, yeah, with an 11, you don't see anything in the woods. Sorry, that was a bad roll. Um, but you see that your friends have like hostile stances towards one another. Oh, this is in no way hostile for Tanager. No, uh, this is friendly banter. Yes, this is banter. Uh, well, Raincloud can't tell that with his 11 perceptions. So he's, <laughs> he's torn between his job and uh, my, my friends. Ooh, maybe you think it's it, it's tense with an 11. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think he's going to stay put. You know, he's on Monster Watch. Mm. Okay. The watch passes without any monsters attacking the chickens or you. Uh, before you leave, Mooses, tell me a joke. Okay. 
<laughs> there is a sheep uh, running through the woods. It passes two men, and then the sheep jumps into a hole. And uh, the hold on, I missed. I missed the joke up. <laughs> Circle back. Finish your watch. Come back to me. <laughs> there were two men walking through the woods, and they pass a hole, and they throw a sheep down it. And no, they did not throw the sheep. <laughs> they threw a rock. They pick a rock up and throw. I think it's my turn for a watch. Fascinating. <laughs> Chaninger is like truly and deeply fascinated by their culture and needs to figure out how they party. If this is the approximation of a joke, I need to go to his home village. <laughs> Hi, Raincloud. Hello. Is everything okay between you two? Oh, absolutely. Yes. He... Okay, good, good. I thought I thought I detected some tension. Um, no monsters uh, thus far. I was being fully vigilant. If any monster passed that tree line, I would have seen it. <laughs> this it is didn't. incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confident in that assertion. <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm going to walk under the tree line and start yelling. I do not think this is a good idea. You are on watch, sir. Yes. <laughs> I shoo you away from the window. <laughs> we should, I will go to the bush now. We should be stealthy. <laughs> we should not scare off any creatures. We must investigate. Please roll a stealth check, Mooses. Tanager, are you going with? No, no. I was theorizing inside the house, and I imagined that he had walked out the door and then was just like, no, 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 that is a bad idea. <laughs> I was like, get out of here. Uh, Tanager, is this the, is this the sarcasm that you're so famous for? Uh, uh no, of course not. Oh, 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 do it again. Uh, I got a nineteen. You're very hidden. Because you're so hidden, roll a perception check with advantage. Looking around the fields with their pink flowers, you can see they've been planted in rotation so that some flowers bloom every day. Ooh, uh, eighteen. Yeah, that's pretty high. Okay, you see movement in the woods. Okay, I'm just, I'm, let's see, okay, so let's see, I'm in a bush, and my friends are in a house? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I need to, oh boy, no, I'm not going to do anything, I'm going to be completely stealthy, I'm going to, if I'm near the chicken coop, I don't want to scare it off or anything, so I'm, I'm not doing anything at the moment, I'm just keeping an eye on the movement. Okay. A shadowy figure paces for a while and is, if you're just waiting, then gone. Okay. I go back up to the house and I tell my friends, I saw a movement in the woods. I think that we should pursue it. Uh, did it see you come back? I do not think so. I was very stealthy. Then go take up position. I will watch from the house. Tanager sips wine. Uh, rain cloud, you're stealthy. Climb up. Get outside of this house as stealthy as possible. Because if it's looking at us, it might be about to take action. And if it hadn't seen you, it has no reason to change its normal course of action. So let's be ready to strike. 
Mooses, was it um was it walking away from us? In that case we should be easier to to pursue it. Uh it was walking away from us, wasn't it? Yes, it was walking away. Okay, okay. Well then I think maybe speed might be how was it going particularly quickly? It was difficult to gauge, but no, I do not think so. How about you lead the way? You lead the way. Okay. Follow Moses. Quiet quietly, quietly there. Quietly. Split up. Go from two angles. Uh, if you can try to keep an eye on each other, Mooses, you follow from where you saw it, and Raincloud, try to catch it ahead. What I'm picturing right now is, like, you sitting on the couch, sipping wine, saying this, <laughs> we've long gone, <laughs> and we're kind of making our own plan. Oh, yeah. God, everyone's, everyone's left. Okay, well, I guess I'll hold down the fort, and I continue sipping wine. Oh, no. I'm like... Okay, let's approach it from different angles. Um, let's remain maybe uh, 20 feet apart. Keep an eye on one another, be stealthy, and you, you, you take point. Yes, I will take point. I, I want to make it clear that Moosus has his sword and his shield ready to go. Oh, his... I cast pass without a trace. Like, all joking aside, everyone gets okay. a plus 10 to their stealth checks. Oh, I think we're good, then. Great, thank you. All right. Okay, Ooh, so yeah, um, I go... Who's going to make the big move? Because I can also, using my trickster ability, give somebody advantage. So, like, does um, somebody want to double down? There's only three of us, so it's, like, not like I need to reserve it. This is our one big stealth thing. This is, uh, what, what is the benefit, again? I can look up the exact wording, but I believe it is advantage on stealth checks. Advantage on stealth checks. Or oh, okay. it might be just, uh, bu- 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 For pass without trace? Pass without trace would be separate. That that okay. I'm definitely doing, and that's plus ten. Yeah, so we. Don't... I think that's plus ten on top of your normal bonus. Yeah, I don't think yeah, we, need... we don't need more stealth. Okay, I'll <laughs> I'll save it for now then. Okay, yeah, all right. There it is. Touch an ally, give them advantage on stealth checks for one hour. Okay. So, um... like, do I want to make someone effectively ev- invisible right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's uh. Let's give that a save because we've already got we're already pretty stealthy, and yeah, let, let's just uh, okay. let's just go for it. I do have to touch you if I need to use this in the future. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I raise my eyebrows when Tanager says that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he always says. Uh, that's there's not always a spell or anything. He wanted to cast it. He wanted to touch us. Okay. Yes, and sometimes he says it's a ritual, so it takes ten minutes. Yes, yeah. No, I absolutely have to kiss your cheeks for uh, pass without chase. Now, shut up. Come here. <laughs> okay. Now we. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm going into the woods. I'm chasing this thing where I saw it. How far apart are you all? Um, uh, Tanager will not be like at the house, but he is trying to like if. If the idea is this thing was monitoring the house, I'm trying to just do normal house things, but at the same time, like, reserving an action just to basically follow last. 200 feet? Okay, that's fair. Okay. Sure. And, and then you, the relevant people, go ahead. Yeah, we said we'd be 20 feet apart on okay. following it. Can everyone roll initiative just because it's easier now than later? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh no. 19. That's it. That's an 8 for me. 9 for Tanager. My second bad roll.
Mooses and Rain Cloud make a stealth check. Let's see how hidden you are. Okay, so I believe this is a plus 10 on top of your normal bonus. Yes. Okay, Okay. so that's a plus 20 for me. Yeah, so I got 28 altogether. <laughs> uh, 38. Okay. Well, I don't think they can see you. <laughs> I don't think it's possible for them. If they get a natural 20, maybe. Unless they have scent tracking. Yeah, maybe they can smell you. Uh... Let's just say you're very hidden. So you're standing in the woods and everything is completely quiet. There's no birds. There's no squirrels. There's no deer or chipmunks or anything. It's just you and these leaves. My spell manifests as like etheric, just like they're invisible to nobody except the people who are afflicted by the spell. Just satyrs going like, shh, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like, people, like, trying to quiet their drunk friends down. That is what my <laughs> pass without trace looks like. <laughs> Rain cloud and mooses make a perception check. Okay. 14. 11. It's just you, all alone in these woods. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Feet. Rain cloud, you are blessed. I don't know if mooses drank that drinking horn. Remember when we approached earlier? Yeah, so do I get a d4 on top of that roll? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what did I say, 14? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's hit the ground. <laughs> four dice don't count. Oh, that's a shame. It was a four. Ray roll it. <laughs> oh, four again. Hey. All right. There you go. Meant so, to be. 18. 18. Okay. Raincloud, as you watch, the space where the tree trunk and the forest floor meet in shadow, the shadow gets bigger, and a grizzly bear-sized black wolf emerges from it, sniffing around on the leaf litter until it reaches another shadow, flattens, and goes into that shadow. Uh-oh. Um, okay, well, I'm gonna, um... Uh, I'm gonna like signal to mooses that there's something there, and I'm gonna try and wait until it, um, yeah, until it's between shadows, and I'm gonna attack it. I'm gonna rush in and attack it with my rapier. Okay. <laughs> As you're watching from a different shadow, a grizzly bear sized black wolf emerges and starts to make its way across the leaf litter to another shadow, sniffing for prey. Hidden. You? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping I get a surprise around here, but I'm just kind of like, with my 38 stealth or whatever it is, like, dash yeah. out and just attack. Okay, describe what you do. Okay, um, I ninja run low to the ground <laughs> and leap Arms forward out. and just, just yeah, thrust, thrust straight <laughs> forward uh, with my trusty rapier, where are we, uh, a 10, so that is a uh, 17 to hit. That hits. Okay, and that is uh, six damage plus, um, I think I've got 3d6 sneak attack at this point. So six plus, so 11. Yeah, sorry. Um, So uh, 14 total, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. 17. 17 damage. Mm -hmm. Describe what it looks like as your rapier hits the grizzly bear-sized black wolf. Um, It just silently plunges into its midriff. 
and then I pull it out and um, I disengage. I use my uh, whatever the name of that is, uh, my cutting action to use a bonus action to disengage and dash back to where I came from. A scream rends the sky as the wolf howls in pain, the rapier having dug itself almost through the wolf entirely. From the shadows around you, other wolves emerge. <gasps> All right, so Mooses, you're still hidden, but having done that attack, although you disengaged, you're not hidden again. Mm-hmm. And they all point themselves towards Raincloud. But before Uh-oh. we can get back to Raincloud um, and the many attacks that are about to happen to him, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mooses, <laughs> yeah. you're hidden, and mm-hmm. there are now eight Epikyons, grizzly bear-sized dark black wolves, standing on the leaf litter, tall and, I mean, grizzly bear-sized, like big wolves, mm-hmm. bigger than a dire wolf. Mm-hmm. And they've emerged from all around you. You said eight of them? Eight. Okay. <laughs> you sh- <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I am going to do a maneuvering attack. So as long as I can hit, then that gives my compatriot an opportunity to move up to half its speed without provoking an opportunity attack so he can get out of there. Hmm. So I'm going to uh, come out and hit one of them with my long sword. That's a 21. That hits. Okay, that is three damage, slashing damage. Uh-oh. <laughs> it goes down from 35 to 32. Okay. And um, that, and then if I expend a superiority die, that's a d8. Then that's a three. Oh, I add that to the damage roll, so that adds three to the damage. It's at 29 health. Okay, and then that gives um, Raincloud the ability to use his reaction to move up to half his speed without provoking an opportunity attack from the target of my attack. So describe that visually. Mooses erupts from the shadow, like Mm -hmm. one of the wolves, and slashes a quick glancing blow across the wolf that had been emerging from and sneaking up behind Raincloud to pounce on him. Because mm-hmm. it's distracted, Raincloud, you can run away. Excellent. Well, I'm gonna. Raincloud is gonna use his magical winged boots for the first time ever, which give me a fly speed of thirty. So, using half that, I'm going to uh, just leap vertically and fly fifteen feet into the air. And if I can, either grab a branch or jump onto a branch of a nearby tree. Otherwise, I'll just hover where I am. But I'm gonna try and steady myself with a tree. Yeah, your snow leopard form leaps and flies into the air. That classic cat from the branch above, you know, you've got your two large eyes, as you've mentioned, your pupils are dilated, and you're above their heads now. Even the grizzly bear-sized epicyons cannot reach you 15 feet up. Nice. Okay. If that's the end of Moose's turn, is it? Uh, yes. Mooses, you've left yourself the only target on ground level. Now, here's the thing about Dungeons & Dragons combat that's designed for three people. Well, (laughs) all of their attacks are going to now focus on you. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I'm very sorry for what you all have done to yourself. So <laughs> it's, it's not my fault. So they have shadow stealth. While in dim light or darkness, Epicon can take the hide action as a bonus action. And they have takedown. They can bite the heel of an enemy and make it prone. So the wolves go away. You're totally fine. And it's completely quiet. There's nothing around you. Except... <laughs> Your foot is now very much in pain. Um, oh. So, let's see. Yeah. It's a 17 on the dice, so... 22, yeah, that does that hit you? Yep. Take six piercing damage, and you are grappled by the first of eight Epicons to hit you. Until okay. the grapple ends, the target takes ten piercing damage at the start of each of the Epicon's turn. The Epicon can't make weapon attacks while grappling a creature in this way, so that first of eight Epicons is completely... It has its teeth around you, and it can't bite anyone else. But picture like a giant grizzly bear teeth. It's going to bite right through your foot in a second. So it's when it crunches down upon your ankle bone, you're going to take quite a lot of damage mm-hmm. uh, next turn. But then the other seven come in to bite you, and let's see if there's anything left of the rest of you. <laughs> the shadow teleport, which means that the Epicon, any equipment it is wearing or carrying, and any creature it is grappling teleport to an unoccupied space within 500 feet of it. So... All around you was completely empty, and now it's filled with these giant bear-sized wolves. Um, yeah, and then they bite you. I'm sorry. So let's roll seven to hits. Okay. Um, oh, God. What's your AC so I can do this quickly? Fifteen. Okay, hit. That's one hit. Miss. This is going to be such a hero- heroic character death. <laughs> to, no, if you can survive this round, I have one of the most impressive turns i think i will ever do in my <laughs> dnd career just don't <laughs> die right now oh, oh. i i'm still picturing tanjir back with his feet up and just like talking to nobody about <laughs> battle tactics you know <laughs> of course monsters 200 feet that's nothing bruh i'm coming for blood <laughs> oh so i have good news uh-huh. for mooses four of the seven miss Okay. So that means that each one that hits you does six piercing damage plus three dark type damage, which is necrotic in D&D. So you okay. take nine times three. That's, 27. that's 27 damage. Okay. As the as four of them miss you, which is amazing. I rolled yeah. like six and below on the dice. For, um, but yeah, okay. you take 27 damage, piercing <laughs> and dark. And your shoulder, side, and... Uh, face are being bitten viciously by these grizzly bear-sized wolves. Cool. Raincloud, you're up in a tree? It's all good. Yep. But before we get to you, Tanager, it's your turn. Who you're 200 am... feet away. Cool. So, if I was use Mirthful Leap, is a jump action a free action? Is that a full action? Is it a bonus action? How are we classifying it? It could be your movement. Okay. I can move faster on land. So, with a 35 movement speed, I'm going... hmm. Oh, uh, Mooses, do a yell. This is what Tanager's reacting to. Okay. The wolves are biting you, Mooses. (laughs) Okay, so in the distance, in the woods, Tanager, you hear... Ah! 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 Okay. So, what I'm going to do 
Yes. Okay. I'm going to... Despite your argument earlier, I think he's trying to save you. Oh, oh, oh I'm absolutely going to save you. <laughs> it's, it's just... He's just picking out an outfit right now. I, it's getting the wording right so nobody comes at me in the comments. <laughs> okay. So what I'm going to... Sorry, you can edit this out. Um, <laughs> must stay within 120 feet. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take an action. I'm going to move 35... I'm going to take a double action. I'm going to move 70 feet forward. And then I'm going to use... Damn it. How do I do this? I've lost it. I don't it. think you can make 200 feet in a turn and no, do anything else. No, because I can. Because I can use Invoke Duplicity to create something within 120 feet of me. And then I can use Mirror Image to, like, mess up the whole scene. And then I use Action Surge to get another action. And then oh, yeah. I can cast Spiritual Weapon from my Duplicity. But the thing is, how do I get it close enough? <sighs> okay, I have to jump. Yeah, I would have to take a double movement. Oh, wait, no, you said jumping was an action. No, jumping is part of your movement. Um, you part can of, use, okay. you, have a, you have a jump speed. Oh, well, maybe maybe the Mirthful Leap is a different thing. I don't know. Well, no, but if I use my jump as a, if I can get that 10 extra feet by jumping, that will make up exactly what I need to pull this off. You can do it. Because okay. you're a satyr, because you're a jumping specialist, you find yourself 10 feet further than a human could have possibly done. Double movement, I launch myself in the air. An etheric double of me launches 120 feet farther than me, directly in the center of combat. Mirror image is cast. I take an action surge, my newly achieved fighter ability, to take both an action and a bonus action. The action will be uh, an extra movement to get myself physically closer. And then I'm using my bonus action to cast Spiritual Weapon to just add another element of chaos into this group. You are never alone if you are with Tanager. (laughs) (laughs) There are always more of me. (laughs) What does your Spiritual Weapon look like? Uh, A billy club. It, it, right. it is it is every bouncer's piece of wood that has kicked me out of a countless number of bars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And does it do any damage to the wolves? Um, I, when I cast the spell, I make a melee spell attack. I would have to... Is it like 13 or 14 for their AC? 13. Okay, so either one hits, 1d8 plus my spellcasting ability modifier. I will take 7 damage, please. One of the epicount goes down from 35 to 28 hit points. And and it yips uh, as it's smacked in the head with a billy club. If uh, I can take a free action, I will try to do an intimidate from all of my mirror images. Because they have to attack me to do something. So I'm just right. going to be like, hey, you don't even have physical forms. You're shadow folk. You're less than beings. <laughs> okay, I'm going to roll an insight check. Oh, they're so dumb. No, I'm sorry. They're not. <clears throat> they're wolves. 
Does a flash of light and noise attract them? At least some of them, maybe? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got one of them. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'll be there in a minute. And this is as Tanager's <laughs> jumping and leaping and creating doubles of himself. Because <laughs> next turn, he's going to use his Echo Knight ability, project it further, swap places, coming for you. Nice. At the end of Tanager's turn, Raincloud, you're up. You're currently 15 feet up in a tree, and your friend is being eaten by a pack of wolves on the ground. Yeah. Raincloud had big plans for this turn, and then pre-rolled his attack and got a nat one. Oh, um, no. So the first thing I was going to do was pull out my uh, playing cards, which during our Groundhog Day-style session, I spent mm-hmm. some amount of uh, uh, spare years learning to perfect. Um, so I pull those out. I pull out the first card, which is a joker. Chuckle to myself slightly, expertly fling it with a natural one. <laughs> oh, all those days in the final replay that you spent honing that skill too. Yeah, I presume just all the cards like fall out of my sleeve and hit the <laughs> ground or something. Sure. Oh, bugger. You did a perfect throw, but that's the moment when all my mirror images came in. <laughs> it just messed up the trajectory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not your failing. Yeah. Mooses, your friend drops cards on your face. <laughs> okay, I mean, I could get fancy about this and, you know, uh, jump in, get all swashbuckly, not attack and jump out of the combat again. I dropped um, my whole nut on that turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm going to I'm going to try to I'm going to take Tanager's lead and um just try to try to run interference. Um I'm going to bob and swoop. I'm going to use my my full uh uh, 30 fly speed to bob and fly around and be like, come and get some, you shapeless beasts. Yeah, they don't even have shapes. Yeah. They're wolves. Uh, so that's what I'm going to try to do. Sweep around out of out of reach and end also out of reach. End oh, my turn. That's, uh, I'm that's sorry. Maybe something. our insults aren't landing because we regard ourselves in purely the third dimension. <laughs> we saw you go flat. Oh, right. We're, we're playing 3D chess over here. Nice. Oh, no, <laughs> right. they're playing 2D chess, who did so much better. <laughs> How passe. Raincloud, one of the wolves is distracted by the bobbing and weaving. It's like a puppy chasing a toy. Nice. At the end of Raincloud's turn, we're back to Mooses. Okay. Okay. I, I, I might need some help in <laughs> the rules here. I, I, I have a couple of things that I can do here. Uh, I'm down to one hit point. (laughs) I'm not that kind of cleric, dude. (laughs) Because I'm a level five fighter, I can do two attacks in one turn, right? Correct. Okay. So I am going to attack twice with my longsword at just two of the wolves that are hitting me. So, or biting me. One is a 16, one is an 11. Okay, now because you are grappled. Oh, I am grappled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, until the grapple ends, you're so at the at the end of your turn and at the start of the Epicon's turn because mm. you're being grappled, it'll it'll bite you and you have one hit point, so you will die. So. Okay. Okay. Can't I make like a strength check or something to get out? Right. So if you would like to end the grapple, you can make a an escape roll. Mm-hmm. Which is you could use athletics or acrobatics. 
Wait, don't you have second wind as a fighter? I do. Yes, you have and, second wind. Yeah, and I, I, I want to use action sec- surge. But that, that's a bonus action second wind. So yeah. if I can get out of the grapple first, then but I'll what is do second action wind. surge? Yeah, good call. So, okay, so you said I could use athletics or what was it to get out of the grapple? Acrobatics. Acrobatics, okay. So yeah, I'm definitely using athletics. And that's just a suggestion because you're new to... to- the whole fighting system, sure. et cetera. Yeah. You can definitely attack them from the ground, too. Um, I would suggest <laughs> you can also action surge as, like, not even a thing, and you get a free additional action and possible bonus action. So if you need one more bonus action, drop your action surge. Okay. That hasn't come can... up for me as, a, as, a, as, a, as an option. <laughs> it it is literally just a level two fighter ability. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, it's right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, well, okay. So the first thing I want to do is, is get ungrappled so that I can do anything. So I yeah. just I just rolled a 16. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You are a strong fighter. You're. I think we mentioned six foot four. Yep. Yeah. You just like flex your arm mm-hmm. and oh, no, it was your heel, right? You kick sure. your foot out from the wolf's mouth. Okay, I thought. And are able to? I I'm gonna give you the stand up for free, because I feel like it. So. <laughs> okay, thanks. Okay, so now I can do my action. So well, for, first of all, okay, so yeah, so yeah, I want to do my action surge. So I want to be able to. Um, you have net two actions right now. Right. And then I, each of your actions, if you use them for attacking, and you have two yeah. attacks per action, that's four total attacks you can make. So that's true. So I do have extra attack, so I can make two attacks. So I can attack and attack and then get and some still health back. net one bonus action, which would be <laughs> yeah. your second wind. Right. I don't want to direct your play, but I just want to make sure you okay. like understand every <laughs> piece on your chessboard right okay. now. And, the, and this the, guy fighters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bruh, I've been playing for seventeen years. Okay. Jesus. Three point okay. five all day. I love that crunch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So this is. So I do. I want to attack. Um, Since second E for me, by the way. <laughs> so I do. Second I want e to do. Trash. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> second E is terrible. I just died all the time. Three point five was fun. Four was kind of like. I just did the roll. Keep going. Keep the going, fact keep going. that Thacko was a gift, I'm not even going to bring... Okay, continue. <laughs> That's why we're helping you. It's because we want to help you. <laughs> so I'll use the same hits that I had before, which was a 16 and an 11 with my longsword. Those, uh, well, so I'll just tell you their AC is 13. So that means okay. the 16 hits and the 11 misses. Okay. So I got one for 10 damage. Oh, man. The one that bit your heels is mm-hmm. down to eight hit points. Great. Okay, and then I am going to hit again. I'll do two, two, um, two attacks. So that's uh, okay. One hits, one misses. Are you targeting the one that bit your heel, the one that was slightly slashed by you to let Rain Cloud escape, or the one that has taken some damage? That's kind of over there. No, I want to hit the one that that bit my heel because I'm mad at him. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. How much damage do you do? Uh, seven. Oh. So like he's down you, to one. It has one hit point yeah. left. 
Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Describe what that looks like. I, af- after I, I did that first attack, I turned back around and I give him, like, the death stare. Because he's got, he's got basically part of my ankle still in his mouth. <laughs> and I just, like... I like uh I do like a hook shot with my sword straight down its um snout. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. You ever seen No, that's too gruesome. Yeah, I'm going for it. An animal <laughs> with half of its face cut off and it's like still breathing and looking around. That's what you did to that wolf. <sighs> okay, awesome. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, and then I'm going to use my bonus action, my second win to regain uh 1d10 plus 5 hit points. <laughs> Rolled a one. <laughs> so, so a six. Hey, the only hit point that matters yeah. is the last one. Yep. <laughs> cool. Well, that was a good turn. That was pretty good. Is that the end of your turn? That, I guess so. Yeah, I don't think I can do anything else. Okay. This leaves the Epicians. <laughs> I mean, I know one that's going to go for you. It's the one with yeah. half a face. Um, <laughs> but the others are a bit distracted because there's a shadow. What did you call them, Tanager? A clone? Oh, uh, well, okay. So the pass without a trace was the etheric shushing party satyrs. No, the like My Tanager mirror- clones. They are exactly me in all of my different outfits. Nice. How many clones are there? Uh, I believe four. Four um, clones. Okay, so there's four shadow clones. There's one no, three, rain cloud. Sorry. Hmm? Three. Three. Okay. So there's three shadow clones. There's one rain cloud dipping and dodging and dashing. So that's total four epicons that are thankfully occupied by your teammates because yay D&D, battles are supposed to happen to three people. So only three of them um wait no math if four are occupied with your teammates and there's eight wolves only four of them are going to attack you yay (laughs) uh would my duplicate image which is just supposed to be used for spell casting but it would be a person in the area or spiritual weapon draw any attraction from the spare wolves yes so there's only two wolves attacking our, our dear friend Mooses. <laughs> so, all right. One of them is going to roll to bite you. That is 23 to hit. To bite me. Yeah. Yes. That hits. And yeah. the other one rolls a 21 to hit. Yep. Okay. So they both do. You take a total of 12 piercing damage and six dark type Pokemon style necrotic so damage. 18 total. Yeah. Okay. So I am dead. <laughs> um no you went below oh. zero how far okay. below zero did you go uh oh, now it just went away uh i was at oh come on i think you're at six well the no, first seven. lethal blow i was at w- i was at seven and then i took 18 damage right so that's 11 if i'm correct the first one would have knocked him to zero and the second attack would have brought him to one death saving throw did the first one take you below zero uh if y- y- yes if the because you combine you combined the damage didn't you so it was yeah. a nine so yeah that would have taken me below zero yeah okay so the first one takes you below zero and then okay. now you have three possible death saving throws and it, like if you get three passes you go to zero hit points like and after you roll a d4 you wake up 
Mm-hmm. And if you get three fails, you actually die. So whenever something hits you and you're down, you take two fails to your death saving throws, which is very bad because okay. if you hit three, you die. Like Moose's is dead. Okay. Um, so uh, what sound do you make as you go down? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. And the Epicon's turn is over. Tanager, it's your turn. Your friend is on the ground. He has failed two death saving throws. It's very bad. Get him out of there. How dare you make me do this? I am not this kind of cleric. <laughs> He's mad about healing you. <laughs> yes, I understand. <laughs> I am so mad. I have to use healing word. <laughs> He's oh. mad about healing you. Oh, I'm not that kind of cleric. <laughs> you could be less mad if you weren't 200 feet away when the battle started. <laughs> I... I did not expect Raincloud would attack the mysterious shadow figures. It was a data collection mission. <laughs> oh, okay. He's taking it out horizontally. Take it out across the, t- you know, opposite team. Take it on them. Well, no, I'm just saying that this was not the encounter I had anticipated. So Tanninger takes, okay, so his double move would have taken him 70. Okay, he'll just cast it from his double then. Uh, taking one movement action, so now he is 105, or sorry, 85 natural feet away. Uh, from his double, he cast Healing Word as a bonus action. You get back <sighs> seven <laughs> hit points. Of course, I rolled a four. Or wait, maybe it's six. <laughs> Either way, you get six to seven hit points back. Sixty-seven? Six to seven. Six to seven. <laughs> oh my god, it's seven. You get seven hit points Ooh. back, and I did this stupid cleric thing. <laughs> so He's very upset I'm, that he I'm, saved I'm, your life. I'm so uh, embarrassed for you. <laughs> as a bonus action, I can't even use my spiritual weapon. You freaking nerd. So then I will double action, and then as a <laughs> as, as a free action, I call Moose as a freaking nerd. This <laughs> is you wake up to Tanager standing <laughs> and helping you up, calling you a nerd. No, you see an illusionary double 60 feet away, still fighting, just turns to you with, like, the most dismissive glance. And, like, this is when you were too drunk and had to call your parents. And your dad is just, like, outside of the frat house being like, Okay, get in the car. You're awake now. <laughs> okay. Nerd. I say, I'm still, I say, like, 80 I, feet away. I, like, open my eyes and I go, Marvin Funk, CPA. <laughs> it's not even the right identity. I mumble to myself as I'm... <laughs> I'm going to do one more mirthful leap. Yeah, I jump two feet further as I mumble. <laughs> all right. How far away are you from all the wolves now? 83 feet at this point. Okay. But I Noted. do have three illusionary doubles, a spiritual weapon, and my mirror image. Ooh, uh, nope. Use my bonus action to do that thing. Wait, is it a full action? Uh... Nope, it's a bonus action. I can't do anything because I healed you. 
<laughs> He's so mad. All right, Rain Cloud, it's I'm your turn. I'm not actually mad. This is a bit for all the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay, also for the so listeners, I had you he does in look a... in physical pain here. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. For the listeners, it is killing me out of character, but I'm not <laughs> mad. I'm just mad on two levels, and we are fighting in three-dimensional space, you stupid shadow wolves. <laughs> okay. Rain Cloud, we're back to you. I have you 15 feet up in a tree. Uh, yeah, um, I'm still in that tree. Um, I'm going to use my. Um, uh, I, I've so so some of these rogue things just sound the same. I am using my cunning action to hide, um, and then with a roll of a was it twelve plus seven a nineteen, I'm using my. Uh, uh, I'll throw a dagger. You're not hidden. Uh-oh. Oh, uh oh. I I I I did. I know. Oh, you like, hid. They perceived. Yeah, I hid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do, do I need to roll to hide? Well, you said nineteen. Oh no no no! That was my um, that was my attack roll. Oh uh, yeah, you no, roll, roll your, your hide because they rolled first. a nineteen perception. Yeah. Okay. Oh well, I mean, I technically I did roll the nineteen first, and then later thought about the hiding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, just let me know because they have a nineteen perception. So. Okay, I'm hidden now. Let's see if I hit. You also no, missed the zipper. No, you're not hidden because they made I'm it to hidden. beat it, so they perceive your. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well then, um, uh, yeah. Well then, that is a sixteen to hit. Okay. Yeah, that hits. Um, which sure. one are you attacking? Um, I would attack. Uh, if can I tell which one is um, is uh most hurt, or do they just look too shadowy to be able to tell? The one that has mooses all over its face, half of a face. Mm-hmm. Has about half of a face in one hit point. Okay, I'll go for that one then. And um, yeah, that's a six damage. Oh I, yeah. Oh, hang on. Is there a conscious ally within five feet of that target? Yes. Then I get my sneak attack as well. Apologies for these clunky turns. Oh. It's it's very dead, but we're seeing how dead it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Another eleven damage. <laughs> it's very very <laughs> dead. <laughs> how dead is it? Very dead. <laughs> Soup's dead. Soup's dead. <laughs> that one, not going to make it. <laughs> cool. Um, uh, yeah, then I will use my movement to just do a bit more dipping and diving and swooping. Okay, where do you end your turn? Um, back where I was. Back where I was. 15 feet up. Yeah, yeah. On my nice little 15 foot branch that they can't reach. Okay. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Yes. Okay. Mooses, your friend oh. declined to carry you up to the tree branch with him. <laughs> so, <laughs> you are still on the ground. Okay. If you make me take another bonus action, I swear <laughs> to the party god, Mooses. Um, there okay. are seven wolves left. Oh wait, could 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 I still have uh, picked you up with that with a free action there? Yeah, and he probably weighs less than your carrying capacity, but you didn't, so. Back to Mooses. It's okay, o- sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. No, I, I am about to unleash such fury. How many hit points do you have, Mooses? Right now I have seven. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> dear. Okay. Okay. So. This pre- pre-rolling is screwing me around, uh, right? <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. I am. You are surrounded by seven wolves. They are grizzly bear-sized. I'm surrounded, and I'm laying down, aren't I? I'm. You're not. You're I not need, laying down, but I need to. Um, I need to get up. Stood up last turn. Yeah, you stood up. Okay, so okay, so I'm up, and I 
can have my two um my two attacks let's just say that you're probably feeling like you almost died last turn uh-huh uh disengage double movement is that what i should do uh that would be the way to not have seven attacks at the next turn yeah <laughs> and you know that trees seem effective as escaping based upon your friends complete lack of any scratches on him mm-hmm. yeah i was just i was just i wasn't being cowardly and selfish by not bringing up here i was just demonstrating yeah right. the best way to yeah. evade them okay yeah good okay that sounds good yeah i want to disengage and i want to dash uh, up a tree <laughs> <laughs> okay um climbing trees in D D. um it, so. so he flew up to the 15 foot up branch Mm-hmm. How could you reach the 15-foot-up branch? Let's say that you make an athletics check. Mm-hmm. So make an athletics check to climb the tree. Yeah, 22. Oh, gosh, yeah. You climb yeah. that tree, and you sit next to Rain Cloud. Okay. Like, look <laughs> at me. I've got... Rain Cloud's like, oh, oh, in my oh, face. <laughs> and I say, oh, uh, oh, you... Hello. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I presumed you had winged boots as well. I thought everyone did. No. <laughs> oh, how embarrassing. Yes. Well fought. Thank you. <laughs> Very brave. Oh, man. All right. So, um, you know how, Tanager, you know how you're like 83 feet away and how mm-hmm. that's like pretty far? The wolves run and leap into a shadow and like diving underwater where like you're like, where'd they go? And then some time passes and then they erupt from a shadow all around you. <laughs> Tanager, you're about to get hit by seven. Now, one of them is dead. But by seven wolves. <laughs> um, so, Tanager, what's your AC? So I can just roll this real easy. Uh, AC, because Tanager now wears a breastplate, is 16. Oh. Nice. I'm going to roll seven times, okay? Oh, come at me. They <laughs> are. <laughs> wow, that's two natural ones, I just want to say. Yeah, that means they attack each other. <laughs> those ones pop out like in the wrong direction like they swam away and stuff <laughs> okay wow all right you take 24 piercing damage plus 12 dark damage which is necrotic in D terms but you guys if you want to think pokemon what's super effective against dark type you guys radiant fairy type okay keep going but oh. yeah you, t- you took <laughs> six times four is 24 piercing damage and 12 necrotic damage. How are you doing, Tanager? Uh, I have 44 total, so that was 36. So I have eight hit points left, and the only one that matters is the last one. Hey, there <sighs> you go. All right, so the Epicions are making quick work of your friend, Tanager, who is 83 feet from you. Hmm. Oh, for now. Tanager, it's your turn. Okay. So, I summon my echo as an action 15 feet away from me closer to your friends or further away uh closer to my friends so like i imagine they are leaving the tree line to come at me because i was running from the farmstead so i'm moving my echo closer to the tree line as an action i'm going to disengage movement action 35 feet minimum mirthful leap as I leap away, 6 extra feet, so effectively 40 feet away. 
15 feet farther, I manifest my echo. My mirror images copy all of my actions. So if this is like Legend of Zelda puzzle, I'm getting closer <laughs> to them. So they also now four mirror images have moved uh, 40 feet, 40 feet closer. Yeah. So I should be, we should be met in the middle. So now it's me, my illusionary double 15 feet away and three mirror images. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. I feel a semblance of safety. Yes, because when they go to attack you, you're no longer alone. They'll probably bite down on some mirror images. Okay. At the end of Tanager's turn, it's Raincloud's turn. Okay, so I'm I'm going to need a little clarity on exactly where everyone is here. You are 15 feet up in a tree. Moose is sitting next to you. He says, hello. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you how- are 43 feet away, like, on the ground from okay. Tanager and four mirror image and illusory doubles. Okay, and how far away from that, then, are the, the the wolves? The wolves are technically 40 feet away from where Tanager is, but as you've seen, they can shadow teleport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I am, you said 41 feet from, 40 feet from Tanager? 43. 43, okay. So I, obviously, let's try and regroup strength in numbers. So if a satyr is traveling at 41 feet a move, <laughs> and a tabaxi is 42 feet away and has feline agility, I should have paid more attention in maths class. Okay, so um, my standard uh, fly speed is 30. I can double it with my feline agility if I don't move at all on my next turn. Yeah, I'll do that and get that close to Tanager. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll use my feline agility and um, travel 41 feet. I'm like, what's the plan? Please don't say any more movement because I don't have any. <laughs> Hide now, you're out of sync. You need to be hiding at the end of the, your turn after you're popping out of stealth. Not at the beginning. Okay. Um, so we'll just pause I mean, for a moment, get everyone safe, get us up in a tree. <laughs> they can't attack us in a tree. I'm the only one in danger, and also I'm the most beautiful. So of course I'm going to be attacked first. Okay, we'll come back to that most beautiful thing, but for now, <laughs> I'll hide. <laughs> Tanager playfully winks at Raincloud. And is like, literally, hold your action, stay safe, hide. Okay. Um, so yeah, I use my, um, uh, um, what do you call it, to hide. Uh, my cunning action. I can try to use Guiding Bolt to give someone yep. else advantage and do a bunch of damage. So ideally, when you pop out of stealth, you'll have that sneak attack with advantage, and you'll slam into one and take one out. Cool. So I got a 28 stealth. Mooses. Perception mm-hmm. check. Okay. If there's a puppet master, we're going to have words. <laughs> 17. Oh, yeah, yeah. 17's great. You hear off in the distance, because you've been doing some screaming, right? So, like, stuff mm-hmm. in the woods can hear what you're doing. Um, yes. You hear off in the distance, Giona! All right. Keep going. Wait. I know that name. That's uh, the orc lady who employed us. Yeah, but why is somebody yelling her name? Oh my god, does she have a boyfriend? If she has a boyfriend, Tanja's gonna freak out. (laughs) (laughs) Is that right? I thought she had a. I thought she had an R in her name. I thought she was Gianora or something. Wait, do you guys really not know the farmer's name? (laughs) I thought it was Gianor Gianara. Yeah, Giamara. Giamara. And, yeah. and, and that's and, not the name that was just called. And right now we're hearing 
Giona. Right. So the farmer's name is X-I-O-M-A-R-A. Giomara. Okay. okay. And the name, the word that you just heard, uh, which could be anything, is Giona. G-H-E-O-N-A. Okay. Cool. Not the same thing. But yeah, no. only Moose has heard that. Um, okay. <laughs> keep going. Rain Cloud, you were hiding? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's the end of my turn. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm stealthing with the 28, so... Okay. Yeah, let's see them try and find me. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> let's just roll for them. Uh, no. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, at the end of Rain Cloud's turn, Moose's, it's your turn. Yeah. Make a perception check again, because sometime yep. a few seconds has passed. Again, Tanager is yelling, like, stay in the tree. 20, <laughs> 24. Oh, gosh, yeah, you're so perceptive. Okay, you hear someone call, Basil, Tascate. Okay. All right. Um, Tascate. Um, okay, so, yeah, I'm going to stay in the tree, but one thing that I am going to do is um, I have a hunting trap. So I'm just going to take that guy out and um, put it, drop it near the ground, you know, set it and then drop it near the, on the ground near the tree so that if something does come up the tree, <laughs> nice, it'll just stop them. And they, the wolves could suck it. <laughs> they, they know that I'm in the tree, the wolves. Yes. So, so I can say to my friends, like. Watch out for the hunting trap at the bottom of this tree. <laughs> nice. Um, and, oh, man, I wish I had... So, these wolves are how far away? They're like 30, 40 feet, something like that? 43. 43 feet. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take a, a good old hand axe, <laughs> and I'm going to do a ranged <laughs> attack at one of the wolves with my hand axe. Nice. So that's a ooh, 22 to hit. Oh, yeah, the hand axe sinks into the... Which part are you hitting this time? You lopped off one of their noses. Yeah, let's go nose again. Nose, okay. <laughs> Sensitive work snoot. Again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How much damage do you do to Epicion number two? I did three damage. It goes down to 26 hit points. All right. And the axe is sticking out of the side of its snoot. <laughs> so That's pretty cool. It's got a handle on its face now. Nice. I'm very uncomfortable with that imagery. <laughs> oh, should I st should I take it out? No, 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 it's fine. No, I'm no, not no, joking, no. but it is the perfect <laughs> level of uncomfortable. Little dogs. I always worry about dogs. Their noses seem so fragile, you know what I mean? They really to are. Yeah. When a dog's yes, eating yeah. you. They are very fragile. <laughs> yeah. That's why you should attack them in the nose. <laughs> oh. They are trying to eat you. Um, <laughs> so. These are wolf-sized black wolves. Okay, Raincloud Rain Rain has a, pretty, a similar nose, so he sees this and he's like, ooh. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's not <laughs> yeah. good. That's not good. Okay. Good point. All yeah. right. Is that the end of your turn, Mooses? Yeah. Okay. It's the Epicon's turn, and they're 43 feet away from Tanager. Uh, I'm sure some of that math is wrong. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think we are all in the same space. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Go. All right, so it's forty-ish, forty feet away. They can shadow teleport. The only so. important thing is maybe my mirror image goes off, or maybe one of them decides to attack my double instead of me. Ah, all right. I'm gonna roll a d4 for these seven wolves. Okay, um, one of um, 
Which there's number are seven you? wolves. Uh, yeah. I'm number one, of course. Okay. There are six <laughs> things that they can attack in the scene. So you, somebody's getting doubled three up. three illusory images. Oh, yes. Sorry. I keep counting my mirror image. Um, yeah, no. So there's only five things they could potentially attack. Okay. Three you, doubles. Three doubles. My clone and me. Okay, got it. I am going to roll, and they are going to hit seven times, seven times. Oh, that's unlucky. <laughs> Three of them hit you, or are trying to hit you. Uh, the... Yeah, it was it was pretty unlucky. So okay. I, using mirror image, I roll a d20, and I have to get a six or higher to change the attack's target to a duplicate. Nice. That's a seven. And then how many times was I hit? You said three? Okay, so now I go down to two duplicates. That one's a five, so I take one hit. And the last one's a 14. So I have one mirror image and I took one hit. Okay. Oof, yikes. All right, so you guys are watching as shadow wolves are popping up from the ground like dolphins, but coming out of the forest litter. And their giant grizzly bear-sized heads are opening their sharp teeth and ripping through Tanager's figure. But then you realize that that was an illusion, and the illusion disperses. And then another one comes for Tanager, and again, the Tanager disappears. And then <laughs> it's like wolf dolphin. <laughs> this one. All right. Um just as the Epicon, the grizzly bear-sized wolf looking like it was out of prehistory, leaps to tear out your throat, Tanager, an eight-foot-tall black shape intervenes. Rushing from the darkness, it positions itself in front of you, taking the force of the leap on itself. The Epicon's teeth dig deep into its black exoskeleton. The monster cries out in a horrible scream. Green blood drips from the Epicon's fangs. So instead of taking a hit, God. someone took the hit for you. Wow. I can't believe this guy earlier. <laughs> I'm gonna do this twice in a freaking session. No, you don't have to heal him. <laughs> Why are you so mad? Okay, I really I'm looking at him like, oh my gosh. Either way, I scream out as this figure takes the blow. I'm gonna smooch you so hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just uh, it, what it looks like is if you've ever seen the movie Alien, it looks like the xenomorph from it. Uh -huh, yeah, they got two mouths. I'll, I'll smooch both of them. <laughs> <laughs> this thing just saved my literal life. The least He'll I can do, do it. is He's give serious. it a little kissing. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, did I have any actions left? I don't think so. No, that was its turn. Um, but we are back to you. Oh, after the uh, Epicon's turn. So a wolf went to go try to bite you, and a black exoskeleton creature stepped in front of you, and its arm is dripping a green blood, and it has let out a horrible blood-curdling scream. So I feel like I should probably do some sort of nature or arcana check. Instead, I'm going to use a persuasion to just call out to the forest, What's going on? Who is this thing? Why have you saved me? <laughs> okay, um... I would like to, as the DM, remind you that in the children's battle game Pokemon, there are types, <laughs> and some types are very effective against other types, and one of the types that is super effective against dark type is fairy. So if you want to perhaps think about that. I understand what you're leading towards. Yes. I do not have a flower. Yes, um, you know someone who does. 
Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, well then, I... Hmm. I could potentially get clever about this. Uh, well, I then I guess, as I'm screaming out into nothingness, I also yell, like, Mooses, shake the pollen around! Let's get some fairies in this area! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. I shake my... I take my flower and I shake it. Uh, okay, so then I guess what I'm going to do as a fairy-type creature, if the DM would allow it, I would like to guiding bolt straight up in the air, trying to use all of my fae essence to be like, hey, fairies, get over here. Yeah, yeah, you're like guiding a, a, bolt. Essentially a signal flare, you know? You're, yeah, you're- Fairy bot signal. You fairy bat signal the pollen from the flower in an explosion of pollen dust over the over the woods, and you hear a, a distant buzzing. Uh, so as like this beast icor is dripping upon me, I'm like, okay, so let's just not die this round. We just got to do it one more time, guys. <laughs> is that the end of your turn, Tanager? Uh, you summoned woodland creature fairies. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't have that. I'm not that type of cleric, but I could (laughs) guiding bolt directly in the sky and hope to God that someone loves me. Um, I guess then the only other thing I would do is reserve my bonus action. If I am attacked, then I'm going to swap places with my double. Like me get attacked. All right. So because you used your guiding bolt to send the flower pollen up into the air, you hear a distant buzzing. The buzzing gets closer and closer, and from the fields where they had been lazily drifting around the flowers on Giomara's farm, hundreds and hundreds of three-inch tall, pink Oriades fairies, which are tiny pink-winged fairies, swarm into the woods. The wolves, with a yip, jump into shadows and run away, except for the one that's very dead, Mooses. Very dead. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> apart from that one. So, Mooses, you've lost your flower, just to clarify. Because Aww. it got exploded with the guiding bolt into, mm. like, fireworks above the sky. But you are now all surrounded by the pollen falling down around you and by the fairies who are, like, licking it. <laughs> it's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> and in front of you, Tanager, stands the eight-foot-tall black exoskeleton monster who... From the edge of your vision, you see a second one emerge, and they, looking like the xenomorph from the movie Alien, rush to each other. One reaches out tentatively to almost touch the wound of the other, its claws mere inches away from the bleeding arm. Insight check, everybody who's watching that. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, that's a 14. 13. 12. All of you pass the DC 10 insight check. Yeah. DC. Excellent. It looks like these monsters care for one another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I definitely don't have it stocked, and I need to look up exactly what it is. Could I pray to my god to get that uh, ceremony spell where you can conduct a wedding? <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. As long I'm as actually not... technically a minister in, in uh, Nikamui. I just need to see what level. As long as it's one or two, I'm okay. I think it's. I think it's. Or 
or sorry, zero or one. As long as it's not level two, I would love to marry these two xenomorphs. That's pretty random. Okay. <laughs> so they're going to well, they sneak for away. each other. <laughs> okay. Can we clarify uh, that Tanager doesn't mean that he would literally wants to marry both of them, like, in a bigamist situation? <laughs> oh. to officiate. Oh, it would take them being here for an hour. They won't stick around for an hour. Uh, well, they, they're standing there. Well, I'm like, okay, then Tanager will speak in Sylvan, the nature, the language of the forest. Like, hey, um, it seems like you two have, like, a thing going on. Um, I can make it official if you like. They say back... Ah, yes. Uh, I don't know what that is. Just nod yes or no. Do you want to be <laughs> married? And I, I do like the two hands clasping together thing. One of them says to the other, Zanen deskiro wakaranai. Zenbu wakaranai yo. Raincloud is like, I, maybe I can help out here. And he does the, like, finger into <laughs> other fingers. <laughs> the yes, sexy time the symbol. But, like, forever, forever, just... You know what, weird. These guys are getting married. Keep distracting them for the next hour. And then I start conducting a wedding <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> uh, but um, the idea is, if these two figures are looking for each other, I'm making a divine bond that will not be broken lest my god's name be invoked i think tanager maybe the best thing we could do is if you were to heal up the wounded one and then we just let nature take its course and just tanager straight up walks away pad away <laughs> tanager, <laughs> where, where are you going the, the healing is over here what, nope, what? you resolve the situation I, perfectly I, oh, <laughs> the two xenomorphs follow you out of the woods tentatively like very far behind like they're afraid of you okay so do you want to be married or not what is your deal <laughs> are you gonna take him Wait, to the chapel uh, or something but i my my body is a temple i can perform a ceremony anyway um <laughs> uh i'm going to try to remember the two names that were said like those i, I know i didn't hear I, them I, i'm gonna say that to the xenomorph people i'm gonna i'm just gonna say to like are these these I'm yeah. gonna say I'm gonna say the names to them just to see how they react. So I'm gonna say, Giona, Basil, Taskete. <laughs> okay. Um, so one of them points to their nose and says Giona, and the other one points to their nose and says Basil. Hello. I point to my nose. I say Moses. <laughs> Mooses. Uh, they say. Tan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, Tanager can't help it. He points to his nose and goes, Beauty incarnate. Beauty <laughs> incarnate. <laughs> um, who, I, I look to my friends, who are these people? Uh, should they own the inn? They, I mean, why don't, why don't we introduce them to our orc friend? Perhaps she would know. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. Maybe we bring them to the orc friend. Uh, and I look at them, and I'm like, you guys gotta be cool and stop scaring the chickens, okay? I know they don't speak the same language, but Tanager <laughs> still says it. <laughs> I... Oh, yeah. Giamara, didn't you pay her to, like, go away for a long time, and then it's been, like, several watches in a battle since then? So maybe she's, like, walking back up the path? Sure. Uh, okay, she's walking back yeah. up the path. She uh, looks like she had a really good meal and is much wealthier than she was 
you know, before you guys appeared. So, yeah, Jumer uh, is heading up the path, and she only sees Tanager, who's gotten the furthest. Tanager is wounded, covered in pollen, super <laughs> mad he has to cast a, spe- a healing spell. Looks up to her and goes, hey, look, you're super hot. I would love to have dinner together. And I think these are the two things that are haunting your farm. And could, I don't cow. understand what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's very impressive. I, we can, You can pick the location. I'm not very familiar with this area. Oh, um, you were talking she, about the monsters. Yeah. <laughs> she's talking about the monsters. She ducks and hides behind um, the flowers in her field like she's you know, cowering behind a bush. She's like, there's things behind you. <laughs> or no, she was Southern. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, stop. They're cool. They're super <laughs> cool. And they're, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're in love. All right. If you say so. Point at your nose and say your name. What? I, I, I tell her to point at her nose and say her name. <laughs> and then I kind of motion the monsters forward. Giomara pointing to her nose. But she looks I scared. I look expectantly at the monsters, like, say your names now. Basil. Giona. <laughs> okay, now you all know each other. Giomara says, why are these here? What is going on? Well, the pixies are tugging on her hair as she hides behind the bush. <laughs> She's uh, in the way of the flowers. <laughs> oh. And they're like, tug, Time tug. Is- <laughs> Time is a little bit limited. We weren't exactly sure why shadow wolves, bears, things. Mo- there's monsters in your forest, and these ones seem nice. Shadow wolves? Oh, <laughs> shadow wolves, don't be silly. Those are no big deal. I could beat them with my pinky. Uh, they did this to my face. <laughs> oh, no, your face. Yes. Oh, you poor dear. Let's get you. I, re- I remain could unscathed. <laughs> <laughs> As any good rogue should. Uh, could you bring a chicken near these monsters and see how it reacts? All right. Um, she goes really far around, like super wide radius around the monsters to the chicken coop. And yeah, as suspected, the chickens freak out at the xenomorphs. They're like, bark, 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 bark. Uh, the patented monster test. <laughs> <laughs> this is what was scaring your chickens, but they're nice. They don't like shadow wolves. So the issue here is how do we get these guys... These are clearly not originally xenomorphs. This is some sort of terrible curse. How do I break it? Surely you have some sort of healing spell, Tanager. Some sort of restoration. Tanager leaves the room. He he quickly writes his phone number or his speaking stone contact rune onto a piece of paper and passes it to the proprietor of the farm and, and leaves the area. <laughs> okay, are you going to the chapel, the open house, or the spa? No, he's just dramatically walking away at the mention of a healing spell. He, he does that child thing where he's like, I'm leaving home, and then he gets to the end of the street, and he's like, is nobody following me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that means you don't have any, like, decipher languages or anything like that. I 100% don't. Uh, all of okay. mine are like mind-controlling spells that I don't like to use. I could use calm emotions, I guess. Like, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Otherwise, uh, no, it's mostly guiding bolts. There's no like satyr spell, which is like communicate with eyes across a dance floor and understand exactly <laughs> the other person's thoughts. I mean, yeah, if you want me to sleep with them. 
<laughs> we're, we're 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 near the flowers, aren't we? Like yep. All right. Yep, so you are. I I just I just want to pick a flower and show it to the two to um, Giona and Basil, and like hold it out to them. Giona holds out a hand and accepts the flower from you and sniffs it. Okay. Just wanted to investigate that. See how they react to these flowers. Tanager yells from down the driveway, They're clearly fairies! So why do they look so... like that? Giona <laughs> uh, just kind of like sets the flower on the ground, and then a bunch of fairies like roll on it. <laughs> okay, so we, we, we haven't successfully communicated with any fairies, correct? Well, you've Today? attracted them with flowers. Okay, but not. we haven't had conversations with fairies. They don't seem to speak Sylvan or want to talk to us. No, they look like the dumb cousins of fairies, you know. Okay. <laughs> um, oh. Have we had any indication there's anyone in town who can speak to them? No. I Someone don't so. called them Oriades, and that's all you know about them. They've got a name. Hmm. Can we ask uh, uh, the farmer, uh, does she know anyone who can communicate, who speaks Oriade? Oh, they don't talk, silly. <laughs> They're just dumb little fairies. Okay, well then, how do we stop them spooking your chickens? Can we just, can I try and, like, point to the chickens and be like, no, don't, well, good chickens, good chickens, bad Oriana, oh, no, don't, scared, no, oh, it's a, is that a performance role? It's not the Oriarty that are the problem. It's, it's these two xenomorphs. Yeah, but I'm saying if, if, if they are fairies that have been transformed, or whoever they are, like, I'm, like, telling them, stop, I'm trying to, I'm trying to mime, don't scare the chickens. I guess that's kind of what I'm edging around is like if we just normalize these two xenomorphs to the chickens yeah yeah okay the xenomorph that goes by the name giona says ah wakata asokoni ikanai eh eh and steps further away from the chickens i'm like hi (laughs) (laughs) i mean yes (laughs) uh so i then look to um I'm sorry, I'm bad with names. At the farmer, like Shiomara. Uh, Shiomara, so, <laughs> how about um, those flowers? Our payment. Why, sure. And she is an orc. She bends over, reaches at the base of a bush, and pulls out the entire thing by the roots. They only flower once, you know. I got to pull them out. You know, I like uh, these pixies, but I'll admit, selling these pixnip flowers for the tourists is not a big market. My only customers are these tourists in Para. I could probably make more money with a different crop that I exported all over. Niche products are nice, but Guasso is a big country with lots of folks looking to spend money. And if I could give you a bit of advice, Chibara, I heard a rumor in town that someone is trying to get rid of the fairies um, from, from this place. So your market might be drying up, so I'd say act as quickly as you can in that regard. Oh my. And um, she tells she can tell that you're being sincere. You're not lying, so you don't have to pass a deception check. So make a persuasion check and let's see how persuasive you are. Okay. Uh, can I uh, make a persuasion check to get her to rip another bush out from the ground? Because that really affected Tanager. Yeah, she rips a bush out and hands <laughs> it to you. Oh my. Uh, 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 and that's a 23, 23 persuasion. Okay. All right. Well, she says, you know, I mean... These fairies have been attracted to this town for about 20 years now. I wish I knew what attracted them, but not knowing what does, I, I can only presume that it will continue into the future. Well, isn't it the pixie nip? 
No, I started growing this because I saw a market that could use a niche product. Ah, so something else is attracting the fairies and not the flowers. Yep. Hmm. 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 So uh, either way, uh, we had a we made a promise to to Miss Topfer to deliver these 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 flowers. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, she rips out like ten more bushes for you, but like much more gently, and they haven't flowered yet. Okay. Uh, Tanager is having a real hard time. <laughs> Tanager, just keep it keep it in your pants for like five minutes. Come on, we're nearly finished. Uh, you this, know this I don't of this wear quest. pants, Rain Cloud. It's, it's a figure of speech. I don't either. I know. Keep it like tucked in, like mine is. <laughs> I think we need one more bush. It's kind of like, like, kind of like an inny belly. But you look. It's just. Oh oh no! I was not going that direction with it. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Um, I want to. uh, Yes, please. I want to find some. I want to look around the ground for some rocks, stones, anything that I can sort of arrange. Mm -hmm. I want to arrange this. This, can I arrange the same sort of pattern that we saw in the Zen Garden that I disturbed earlier? Yes. I want to do that in front of Basil and Giona. Yeah, you go to, you start doing it on the ground at first, and then seeing what you're trying to do, Giomara gets you a rake, mm-hmm. and now you can effectively move a large number of rocks. Now, Basil and Giona don't react to that. Mm-hmm. They're talking to one another, and you don't understand them. Mm-hmm. Okay. But... As you make the design that you saw earlier on the ground, the fairies that were like um, licking the plants come on over and start doing backflips and like spins in the sky above that. It looks like they're whirling around on currents. And why don't you go ahead and do an arcana check with advantage? Okay. Oh, I think I smell what's going on. Uh, 21. Yeah. So you don't know much about magic. You're just a fighter. But even you can tell what water looks like. And it looks like there's water in the air. Except there's not. You know what I mean? This design is sort of like how when you take your hand out and reach for a blanket and you, like, pull on the blanket and it tugs the fabric and, like, collects it in a spot. This design is twisting and twirling the fabric of the ley lines around here, collecting it in a little delicious whirlpool. For these fairies to toss and turn around. You, you're watching it happen with your eyes. You're learning about magic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone, I know magic. <laughs> <laughs> Could Tanager try to make like an insider investigation to remember the general shape of the spa? Like the actual building? Yeah, and it's not this design. Ah, oh, dang it. Okay. That was my very cool mooses. <laughs> yes. You would say that this Zen garden, the massive Zen garden in the backyard of 519 Ksupo, C S U P O, that is where you saw this design. That's that's the thing. That's. <laughs> okay. Everyone, I think that the fairies are attracted to the pattern. That we saw in the Zen Garden. I think in order for the fairies to move away, we need to make the pattern go away. 
but I'm afraid it will anger the fairies, and they will attack us. <laughs> well, we have a means of um, satiating them with all these bushes. Well, but also, we don't love this city. Why not just kick the bee's nest? Say that again? Why not just kick the bee's nest? This place isn't precious to us. It's. I a- am still trying to get a dinner date out of this. I'm not sure. <laughs> if they destroy I feel that like house. That was, <laughs> that I feel like this was not- the main quest. Was, you know, <laughs> help Tanager rescue his love life. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I mean, maybe that was just my priority, but I am trying to get a. I'm trying to to get a date from my. Uh... There was just a little slip up on names. You said Tanager <laughs> instead of Raincloud. Uh, look, dude. If her selling this house or not is what will determine if you get a date or not, what kind of basis for a relationship is that? She should either want to date you or date you not date you. Maybe, yes, agreed, you could agreed. lessen the stress in her life by making this sale. But someone was mean to Curry, so maybe we burn this whole town down. <laughs> That's quite the leap in logic there. Let's just maybe, you oh, know... you want to see a leap? Like, no. mirthful leap, just a couple feet in the air? <laughs> you know, it's not even that mirthful. It's not even that mirthful. <laughs> well, you of rarely... course, when you're talking about things like this, Brain Cloud... Go get you your really, girl. I I would like to. And look, why don't we just I, petition I, the fire breathing kittens? I'm sure they have half a million gold sitting around somewhere. We buy this house, put it on the quest board. We deal with it at a later date, or go talk to the girl. Yes, I will go talk to the girl. But let's just let's just let's let's make good on our promise to her at least. Oh, we don't even know how these fairies work. Look at them. I kick over a couple rocks and watch him get mad, and then I put the rocks back, and I'm like, come on! <laughs> hmm. Indeed, the fairies get mad, and then when you put the rocks back, they seem happy again. Okay. Uh, I say, oh, one second, and I, 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 I want Giona and Basil to, like, look. So I'm indicating them to, like, look down at the pattern, and then I'm going to, like, destroy the pattern. I'm going to, like, you know, wipe everything away on the ground. And I want to see mm. the reaction. Mitte, kashta. Oh, moshiroi ne. Also, sorry, I have a limited vocabulary to work with. Them. <laughs> so, anyone who can understand that is listening. Just it's a foreign language, okay? All right. So, <laughs> um, so the one said mitte, kashta, and the other one said ah, moshiroi ne. Okay, uh, I'm looking to see what the fairies are doing. Uh, at first they're a little bit upset, but they're three inches tall, and then they just kind of like wander off. Oh, okay. What did what did the xenomorphs like? They didn't seem too perturbed one way or the other. No, or they're they? quite amused by the strange antics of you foreigners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like wow, he drew in the gravel and then he like made it go away. <laughs> okay, so without being able to figure out much more, here's what I'm proposing: we go down, we plant these bushes like we said we would. I try to smooth things over with Lena Topfer. Uh, Either way, we then uh, try and, yeah, we assess whether or not the bushes that we've planted have distracted the fairies enough to mess up the gravel without them realizing. We, we just take it from there. Yes. This mm. is good plan. Yes, we should make do on what we agreed on. My point exactly. 
I do. I do want okay. to cl- close this loop, though. So I, I, I look at um, Basel and Giona, and I I point to the woods, and then I put my hand up to my ear, and I say, um, "Giona, Basel, Daskate." <laughs> What is this guy saying? <laughs> Basil says to Giona, "Kikoeru kotogaru ka," and the other one says, "Iye kikoenai, nani ka kikoenai." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tanzer just yells, "Stop scaring the god dang chickens!" Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you seem like some sort of protective forest spirit. I understand hmm. you're probably thousands of years old or something. Learn the language. Well, that's rude. Come on, guys. We need to have a coexistent relationship. I need to call a druid. Just someone with speak <laughs> languages, and then we can hammer this out. Oh, this is making my head hurt. Let's just go get your girlfriend or whatever. I motion to rain cloud. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, wait, maybe, maybe they know thieves can't. No, I may- scream at the farm and the two xenomorphs and the orcish, beautiful, thick farmer girl. I'm going to summer here. Okay. And then I storm away. Okay. Right, beds are like, sure you are, buddy. Sure. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so did you guys um, follow Tanager as he stormed off the farm? <laughs> I mean, I want, I don't want to make it look like I'm following someone who just stormed off for the second time in like 20 minutes. <laughs> Third time? I don't know. But we're going the same way. Got it. Tanager You're going the same way and that is took over 30 too. damage. He's in a bad mood now. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I feel like, no, Raincloud's actually going to catch up and be like, by the way, I feel like I let you down a little bit back there. I just, sometimes when I see something darting around the shadows... I just I can't I can't control myself and I leap in. At the Similar same time, to the beginning of this session, Tanager clasps both sides of Rainclaw's face in his hands, <sighs> gives him a big kiss on the mouth, and goes, "You've never disappointed me once in your life, Raincloud. Just and I motion <laughs> towards the house for sale. Continue to prove how great you are." And your face is now smeared with blood because I took thirty <laughs> some damage. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay uh, uh, Redclad's heart swells, and he he strides forward with a newfound confidence and purpose. Very well, I yeah, say. Last so honor slot. I'll cast bless Bye. again. <laughs> I walk away. <laughs> Follow them. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> oh yes, goodbye. Yes, sir. So you arrive at five one nine Ksupo Street. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the house looks empty. This late in the day, there weren't expected to be any people here for an open house. Lena has left a note on the door that says she is visiting her great uncle Arme. So the house is completely unsupervised. You guys could do whatever you want. I mean, I think we quietly plant the bushes, right? Yes, yes, of course. Mm -hmm. So, ideally, the next time she comes back from visiting Uncle Arme, the fairies will be attracted to the bushes, and then you should leave a note with, like, just a cool signature. A rain cloud, but the bottom of the D is an actual rain cloud. 
Oh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> um, also, though, I mean, the problem last the last time I, I screwed this up it was because I didn't contact her. I need to make sure. Yes, of course. I'll I'll put my sending stone rune on it as well. Well, no, Ooh, maybe I, I can th- get a vanity sending stone rune, rune or, that is a rain cloud. You literally or, just call her tomorrow. I literally call her. Yes, <laughs> you yes. just actually make the human connection. Or tabaxi I don't appreciate connection. The, uh, yes, yes. Hey, I'm a um, satyr, dude. It's just the nomenclature. I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I wish it wasn't sometimes, though, you know? <laughs> they call our language common. How diminutive is that? You have to yes, find I another know. word for human connection. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we could all... Yes, we'll brainstorm that one on the way back to... Right, oh, I'm well, sorry. Well, this is all going on, Mooses is going to try the door. <laughs> the door is locked. Ah. She's not a bad realtor. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, well, we'll replant but those. The, I'll, I'll write that sweet note. The outside of the house, like, you can go around the front or the back. Oh, so we can go to the back in the Zen Garden. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I go there. Okay. You are now in the Zen Garden. There are hundreds yeah. of fairies lazily swirling in the air above it. Okay. And perception check or investigation check? 18. Perception. Yes. 11. 16 perception. Oh, yeah, all of you are above 10. Um, you notice, you know how the pixies have been kind of like pranking her all day? Yeah. Yeah, you see a small female footprint in one of the corners of the Zen Garden where she has disrupted the flow. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, it doesn't look like she noticed that she stepped in it. Okay. The gravel ah. has parted and has the shape okay. of her footprint. So, uh, Tanager. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, are, so are the pixies already irate from this? No, but they did prank her a lot today. Oh, so that's so why. This. Yes. Oh, yeah. I see. So now the question is, like, do we actually want rid of the pixies or was it just a problem that they were messing up her hustle? Is she still going to be able to sell the place? If, if they're not, like, pranking her actively, she'll be able to sell it. We we don't have enough time in the day to figure out exactly the whole pixie problem of this place, by the way. Title for the episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what we can do is cover up this put footprint. I wanted to cast calm emotions and yell at these pixies a little bit more to just, like, back <laughs> off and let this woman make her money. But, uh, yeah, if, if we fix this footprint, she should be able to sell the house. Is that something that's good for the whole town? Who knows? But is it good for your old pal Raincloud? Well, Absolutely. Rain you Cloud? would also say that if there weren't a hundred fairies or like a thousand fairies in the backyard, they couldn't prank her. Like, if they weren't concentrating yeah. well, here. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but there has to be a reason in which the owners of the town are selling a spa-adjacent property. And I doubt the realtor putting a footprint was the initial incident that caused them to sell this because like no no you slowly... actually know the initial incident um so you know that the owners of this house are sylvan and sonia fessenden you've met sylvan fessenden mm. he yelled at curry yes and he will and burn. his son is hans so this is hans's <laughs> house yeah um and so they are selling the house and moving to jishope because they are very very wealthy and they can afford that now ah Ah, okay. Well, okay, well, let's fix man. this footprint first off. Yeah, fix it. See what happens. We're fixing okay. the footprint. Is, um... I use my claws. Okay. Oh right, I, I, I no, no, yeah. Go on. 
It's just that I believe the woman Curry, she was saying that it would be good if all the fairies were not in the area. It would be good for her because then the Sylvan and the Sonia, they do not get the money from the people coming to this place. And so we could disturb their economic prosperity. And how do we do that, though? By destroying this pattern. But what is the pattern Excuse me. that is... Which <laughs> was the red wine. Um, what is the pattern that is attracting the fairies to this whole location? It is the magic of this pattern in this Zen garden. This specific one? Yes. It is the pattern. Wherever the pattern is, it will attract the fairies. Okay, then I will cast Calm Emotions on the crowd of fairies, because it's an AoE spell, not a, you know, limited number. And then, uh, yeah, let's knock over the Zen Garden. <laughs> yeah. Or just completely smooth it over, because we sort of don't want to make it look like we've trashed the place, and then me just leave a note with my name on it. <laughs> oh, no, this is the note that you need to leave. You take the <gasps> oh. rocks of the Zen Garden, and you write your cool signature in those rocks. <laughs> Burn the town, create the Beautiful. connection, we just solved the campaign. That would be cool. <laughs> that, Beautiful. Okay, that... we completely, we smooth it out. I... <laughs> I, I use my rapier, of course, you know, to carve a big rain cloud. <laughs> it takes a few a few drafts, you know, we got to work out how many bubbles in the cloud. <laughs> is it raining? You know, how heavily is it raining? Uh, do we, is is the cattail a bit too much on the, on the end of the R? No, I think I it's really nice. Think, yeah, yeah, okay. I do um, think maybe the cat's paw imprint, mm. maybe we remove that. They always say little, take... One thing away from the outfit. A little on the nose. Perfect, perfect. I th- Well, I think we're done here. This is, yes. The fairies drift apart and disperse into the trees and sky surrounding this very expensive house. They drift past the chapel, which you notice that you haven't visited yet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it. Do we have I'm time st- for a, a, another quest? <laughs> <laughs> No, another day, another day, my friend. I've already changed out of oh, my the chapel is right robes. next door, though, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, so let's just go to the chapel. Hey, <laughs> let's t- go to the chapel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm down to blaspheme. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right, so the the fairies are lazily drifting. There's, um, you know, it's like a wave of fairies, so now there's a bunch of fairies in the chapel. Uh, next door to the home that appears to be, you know, the place of the open house, the chapel is a beautiful building, like out of a fairy tale. Tall white arches and multi-story stained glass windows rise up to a beautiful blue sky. The pink fairies are very abundant here because of the wave that you just created and lazily float in the air. The main doors to the chapel are open, and you catch a glimpse of well-lit pews inside with flowering plants growing symbiotically on them. Tourists wander around, speaking in hushed tones, Admiring the scene. So I'm going to say that the xenomorphs are still at the open house because they're, like, trailing behind you, so they haven't reached the chapel yet. The priest standing at the end of the aisle, an extremely old fox humanoid, smiles gently at you as you enter. Tourists are ooing and eyeing at the beauty of the fairies that you've sent over here because they're, you know, dispersing. I'm going to marry them. (laughs) We're in a chapel now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
the old old man, the old fox man at the end, uh, hears you say this and says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. Fairies spiral up and down the columns in this chapel, beautifully twirling. He's welcoming you to his church. Good voice. Yeah. I'm trying to picture the exact... Okay, so Tanager would walk up very quietly, commanding the room in his silence, up to the fox humanoid, lean close and go, we have like a cursed fairy deal going on outside, like they're lovers that seem to be lost or something. Uh, You think we can bang out a quick wedding? Also, how high proof is your sacramental wine? (laughs) Uh, 5%. Oh, come on, guy. Love is kind. (laughs) And is not jealous. Love does not oh. brag and is not arrogant. A fairy lands on his shoulder briefly, like a little fairy kiss, and then flits off happily to somewhere else. Tanger is quietly in the background, just being like, Well, I don't know if that sounds right. I don't know about that. Sometimes love's not patron, sometimes you need to take love. <laughs> but he's giving the utmost reverence. Like, yeah, I'm just. It almost seems like prayer, unless someone's going to actively make a perception check. <laughs> Yeah, so he's agreeing with you. Um, I'm just letting you know this guy only speaks in Bible verses. So, um, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't let the campaign end without him appearing because I had prepared all of these Bible verses. Uh, sorry, what was the one about the donkey? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so, um, so he agreed to marry your people, by the way, or to let them uh, be married here if you want to marry him. I don't know. Uh, no, I'll let him do it. How how ethical is it getting people married if they don't know they're being married? <laughs> Uh, well, that's the one thing I was going to ask. Uh, I know he only speaks in Bible verses. Does he perhaps have comprehend languages to explain Bible verses beyond the limits of what he knows to speak? Uh, well, are you going to introduce him to these xenomorphs? Uh, yeah, these are my bros. Okay, so you go outside and you get Basil and Giona? This is Adam and this is Barbara. Okay. All right, and you lead him in, you say that. The tourists yelp and hide from the tall black exoskeleton xenomorphs you bring inside with you. Not gonna lie, it's pretty amusing to see a grown man yip and duck behind a pew. How the priest reacts is he says, The Lord is thy strength and thy defense. He has become thy salvation. He is our God and I will praise him. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. But he looks terrified of Basil and Jonah. (laughs) Tanager takes a big slug of wine and then sort of like, almost like a little bit too loud for the room. Goes, God is love. Huh? (laughs) Love thy neighbor. They live just at the tree line so <laughs> calm the hell down and relish in the beauty of the love that you have never seen before um Moses has gone to the gift shop and he's bought the wedding rings and he's brought them back oh <laughs> nice okay in that time because it took about a half an hour with everyone very confused the xenomorphs are hanging out and um the two xenomorphs see cards scattered on the pews the cards have a picture of a large gray house and say, Open House, Saturday, 519 Ksupo Lane, free cookies. So as you're arriving with the wedding bands and as Tanager is arranging this, they don't really know what's going on. Um, they don't know that you're preparing to marry them. <laughs> uh-huh. 
They're beetle juicing us. <laughs> but they turn and face each other delightedly and make ugly sounds at one another. One reaches down to its hip, where it taps a bit of exoskeleton. The exoskeleton folds back, revealing a pocket. The monster withdraws a very large, very green slime-covered gold nugget. It approaches the priest with the gold baseball in one hand and the card with the picture of the house in its other hand. The fox humanoid priest, who's very, very old, very, very stiff, not very flexible, fearfully steps backwards and sits suddenly down on a pew. He looks afraid. He says... For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. He looks as if he is stealing himself to stand tall when what he really wants is to run away from Basil and Giona screaming. The xenomorph backs away, unsure. It faces you all, then the priest, then drops its shoulders in defeat. There is only one person who can solve this situation, and it is... Muffin Funk CPA. <laughs> Tanninger quick changes behind a pew, making eyes with the cowering man you mentioned before. Goes to the xenomorph without fear, because this is just a financial deal. Takes the gold nugget, if the xenomorph would give it to him, and says, oh yes, you want the uh, house next door? Absolutely. <laughs> that is what they want. <laughs> Ah. Yes, Marvin Funk, CPA, pleasure to meet me. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and get this transaction processing. Um, my friend, uh, Tanager, very handsome, very powerful fellow, will uh, be returning to uh, finish the uh, end of the ritual. But uh, please, uh, <laughs> feel free to kiss the bride a bit early, eh? And he elbows him in the carapace. <laughs> so, so as you accept this gold nugget from them, you almost like... Your hand doesn't hit the ground, but it heads that way. And then you, you know, being like an adventurer, have enough strength to catch it. But this is a heavy gold nugget. It's definitely at least 500,000 golds worth. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Funk is going next door. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, Lena Topfer is um, in back. She's just hanging. Out. She like. Hangs oh, out. she's there. Her Yeah. Oh, is this the uncle? Yeah. This is her oh. great uncle. Ah. So then uh, Marvin Funk, very like total disregard for the church slidles up next to her and is just like hey uh we actually have an offer on the house then motions the gold nugget towards her <laughs> oh my gosh okay so yeah definitely she um accepts the offer she's been told to accept five hundred thousand gold this hey, is five hundred thousand uh, gold <laughs> i can hold on to this for you maybe uh everybody needs a flower girl i heard the a pretty young cat just planted some flowers next door. Maybe you find a couple, find somebody to help you uh, pluck them. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, you guys are like making arrangements. You're dressing her up as a flower girl. You're like putting the priest at the end of the aisle. The xenomorphs look at one another and they nod their head up and down excitedly. One holds out its hand. They walk down the aisle and stand at the end of the central aisle of the chapel, holding hands, facing one another, and look at you expectantly. <laughs> Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Tanninger enters in beautiful white, of course. <laughs> Takes his place beyond the bridegroom's, dripping with ichor. <laughs> There is nothing more special in this world than love. 
And we all have love in our own lives, and sometimes it seems strange to others. And I pause for laughter and motion at the xenomorphs. But what we have here, a chance today, is to find love in someone you did not expect. Who knows how long these two dripping figures have been waiting for a day like this. <laughs> and then I look directly back at Rain Cloud and the realtor. How long do we have to wait? Or do we make the decision now? Could I get the rings? <laughs> yes. Here you go. <laughs> Tanninger kisses the ring finger before placing it on each of the xenomorphs with a just a thin line of goo from each smooch. <laughs> Let the love between these two beasts provide love in all people in this room's life. Go now. For the one you hold dear. Because I won't always be there for you. And Tanager winks and ends the wedding. Aww. The wedding is beautiful. The two eight-foot-tall black exoskeleton-covered xenomorphs hold hands <laughs> at the end of the chapel's aisle. The tourists, having at first ducked behind the pews in fright, now sit on them and watch. Some, those people who cry at weddings, have a tear in their eye as they appreciate the love between Basil and Giona, the xenomorphs. The two at the end of the aisle turn their heads and see the crowd cheering, and then they hug one another. Their mouths open, and a pair of inner jaws reaches out and kisses. Their first kiss as a married couple. Aw, sweet. <laughs> mm, love is beautiful. Thank you for coming along on this adventure. <laughs> Joining us today were Raincloud. <laughs> hey! Mooses. Goodbye. And Tanager. Shout out to the birdcage, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, my God. Get the spray bottle ready, Pablo. One of us might need to get tamed. Let's go. Welcome, Welcome to the Two and, and a Half Citizens, Citizens Podcast. Podcast. I'm Zen. I'm Roman. And I'm Pablo. And we're here to talk to you about all things internet, from the cryptos to the stonks, from the reds to the blues. We're bringing it all to you every Thursday. So come to the right side of the fence and check out the Two and a Half Citizens Podcast. And bring some salsa, because we probably have tacos. Welcome to Murray Mysteries. I'm Mina Murray. My mum wants me to come home and visit, and I am not leaving you here alone to brood over your long-lost love. So, the bachelorette here has been keeping three suitors on the back burner while she was away. Poor hot Quincy. New patient in today, and a promising case. I haven't heard from Jonathan in a while. I know what I saw. It wasn't human. Did you see those marks on her neck? Yeah, do her teeth look longer to you? I can hear it pacing outside. He's here. I saw him. He's here. Mina, we have to go. If someone hears this, if anyone, we're all doomed. He can't be stopped. Run for your lives or... Oh no. Please. Oh God. The following is a brief bit of the Pedro and Banana podcast. 
Do you know what really um, freaks me out about the mask? Yeah, everyone's wearing a mask, right? CCTV mm. everywhere. Yeah, you mm. think this is a fantastic opportunity for bank robbers? <laughs> yeah, nobody's I know. robbed a bank. Yeah, nobody's I know. robbed any banks. I've What's been exactly going on? The same thing. I thought banks would be getting dropped left, right, and centre. Just any kind of crime like that, where where CCTV Anything, is necessary. Yeah, where, yeah, where you wear everyone's got a mask on, so you can't really identify me. Um, no, it wasn't me. It was him with the mask. Yeah, but, uh, that's who, not me. Yeah. That bloke's got a mask on. I don't wear a mask. Yeah. Put, a, put a hood on, put your mask on. <laughs> that don't even look like Coverage. my shotgun. My shotgun's green. That one's black. <laughs> I always had this Ferrari. That was the Pedro and Banana podcast. Find them wherever you find podcasts.